2: It's six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a 101-year-old grandmother from Luton threatened with court action. Counting in the Bedfordshire police referendum takes place today. And all square for Stevenage in the League Two playoffs. BBC Three Counties Radio. A grandmother aged 101 from Luton has been threatened with legal action if she doesn't pay her care bills. Her grandson David has received the invoice whilst waiting for power of attorney. Ben Nye has more. David Gore won't receive the authority to make financial decisions for his grandmother until next month after the four-week waiting period required. His grandmother Muriel was moved into a home after a number of falls and now she's been registered as blind, she's decided to sell her home to pay for her care. Borough Council say the letter was automatically issued by their computer system and a further letter has now been sent confirming that action has been suspended. Ballot papers for the Bedfordshire Police referendum will be counted later today. Labour Police and Crime Commissioner Ollie Martins wants the amount people pay in their council tax towards the force to rise by nearly 16%. Sir Hugh Ord from the Association of Chief Police Officers says it will determine if the force can put extra officers on the ground to deal with the threat of terrorism. The
3: self-appointed terrorist who decides they belong to an organisation who then decides to self-deploy will not be spotted um, by police officers in the normal routine of their working day. These people will be spotted by their communities and community policing, in my judgment, is more critical now than it has ever been in that scenario.
2: David Cameron will be speaking this morning to the influential 1922 Committee of Conservative Backbench MPs. He's expected to seek support for his plan to renegotiate Britain's relations with the EU ahead of a referendum in 2017. The committee's chairman, Graham Brady, says Cabinet members should have the freedom to speak out over Europe. Clearly that's the decision for the Prime Minister, but my instinct in these things
3: is always that where you have people who have very, very strong beliefs about something, it's far better to allow some latitude and freedom of expression. The more you try to constrain people's views and to limit
2: debate, the more you create tensions which needn't necessarily be there. Ant and Dec have won two BAFTAs for Saturday Night Takeaway, while Coronation Street won Best Soap. There were special awards for the TV news presenter John Snow and the entertainer Clive James. In sports, Stevenage drew one all at home to Southend in their League 2 playoff semi-final first leg. Dean Parrott had put the borough in front. The second leg is at Southend on Thursday. And half a Hertfordshire driver Lewis Hamilton was second in the Spanish Grand Prix, behind teammate Nico Rosberg. The weather will be mainly dry and warm to with bright and sunny spells turning cloudier this afternoon but top temperatures around 22 degrees Celsius that's 72 degrees Fahrenheit you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties and don't do it for the money
4: do it for the props ops morning guys Ian Lee BBC three counties radio My first show here for the Beeb under a Tory government. And boy, don't all of our jobs feel under threat all of a sudden, huh? Huh? I'm joking. I'm impartial. I'm impartial to a nice uh, barbecue spare ribs. Busy show this morning, maybe. I don't mean I'm saying that simply because I'm genetically programmed to say it. I, 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 uh. Coming up, threatening communications. Oh, this is good. Election vexations and Justin dealifications. Yes? Yes? Across beds, hearts and bucks.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Betsy's there. Yes. And Boyly's there. Sweet. Uh, but the song I requested it's isn't. Isn't there?
5: My computer is cat.
4: No, 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 no. It's not chaos. It's not chaos. Oh, I told
5: you it doesn't exist in that thing. It's expired. You're gonna have to drag it out. Listen. I don't know what they're talking about. Just don't listen to me. Oh, no.
4: It doesn't make sense, Kath, those words that you're saying. Where's
5: the, the song? date, the date is expired. Right, you so I'm turning off
4: anything. your mic I'm turning off your microphones because you girls are really getting on my wick right now. I'll I'll find I'll find us a good song. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Oh, do you mean um are you looking for Oh, it's expired, isn't it? It's expired. Dragging it in
5: from the system, but it doesn't exist.
4: It's expired, isn't it?
5: Yeah. <laughs> Look, why is no-one listening to me? Huh? I told you. Who's saying this?
4: It's expired, huh? It's expired. Am I invisible? Hang on a minute. We'll find something good.
5: It's all right. I can get it from scratch. If I'm invisible, I could say anything now. I could say... Sa- great big...
4: Hang on a second. Brown. Say this.
5: Harry. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Give me a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter I don't care how much money I gotta spend Got to get back to my baby again Lonely days are gone I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter When she wrote For an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone I'm a-going home My baby used to me a letter When she wrote me a letter Said she couldn't live without me no more
7: Listen, mister,
6: can't you see I got to get back to my baby got time to take a fast day. Lonely days are gone. I'm a going home. My baby used to me a little. My baby Mr. to whoop me a little.
4: That song. Is one minute and fifty-two seconds long? Do you see what I mean? BBC introduced. They said it all. He'd said it all. I can't remember the name of the fella from the Box Tops, but he'd said it also, also from Big Star. He'd said it all in one minute fifty-two, and he, he could have repeated it. He could have done a long um, guitar solo. He went, ah, do you know what?
5: Didn't need to. Don't. Nah. Uh, and they saved paper.
4: Yeah, they saved on the writing. on on the, of the letter. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, songs under two minutes, please. There are loads of Beach Boys songs under two minutes. Oh wait, four five nine, four double five, five double five. Now, Luton Borough Council is being criticised for threatening to take a 101-year-old woman to court. Hey, nice work, guys. Her grandson, David Gore, has told the authority he'll pay her care bills as soon as he's been granted power of attorney, which is going to be, I think, in a few weeks' time, but says he's, no, he's received no reassurance that they won't prosecute. He'd been keeping all of this from his grandmother because he was worried about upsetting her. But um, in the Express this morning, there's a picture of him holding a letter in front of her. So I don't know if that means that she she now knows. Well, we nicked this story uh, from uh, the Luton News, so we thought we would speak to uh, the writer of the story, Stuart Carr. Morning, Stuart. Morning. How did you find out about this? Um, well, David Gore contacted
8: us initially um, saying that he'd received this letter... And I uh, was obviously very angry and very indignant about it.
4: So what what is the letter that's causing the problem? What does it say?
8: Basically, the letter is a care bill for um, several weeks that Mrs Gore has been sort of at the care home. And um, this bill obviously needs to be paid. Um, Mr Gore completely you know, understands that he has to do that. Yeah. But he said that when he contacted the council, trying to come up with an arrangement... Um, whereby he's seeking uh, power of attorney over his grandmother's financial affairs, he was simply told that um, this would just go on the notes of the system, and then there was nothing they could do about it.
4: So basically, what what is it? A, a, a few grand that that, that they're after? Uh, Six hundred pounds. Six hundred pounds. And if that money doesn't get, according to the letter, if the money doesn't get paid, um, then uh, she's going to be taken to court.
8: That's my understanding of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, it seems incredible, doesn't it? Because he, he, he's not trying to dodge paying the money. He's not, you know, trying to pull a fast one. He just it just takes a bit of time for... Well, he wants to get power of attorney, doesn't he?
8: Well, I think that's the thing. He's trying to come up with a solution to the problem, offering that as an alternative. And he was very sort of angry that that was rejected. And, you know, obviously, what, what, what is the alternative to that? Are they going to take a 100-year-old and 1-year-old woman to court, really? Um... So, I mean, that was the source of his anger and why he contacted us.
4: Yeah. Uh, have you heard anything from Borough Council? Have they said anything to you?
8: Nothing beyond the actual statement which appeared in the paper, um, whereby they, they said that in their conversations with him, that um, they had confirmed on two occasions recently that as he was seeking power of attorney, that they wouldn't um, be taking any further action. That, of course, that's disputed by Mr Gore, who says that that was never confirmed to him, Either verbally or in writing, and um, he believes that that
4: was only said because of the story. Ah, okay. So he, yeah. Okay. So in the the statement says that they're that they're not going to pursue it any further, and they're going to, you know, kind of allow things to happen naturally over a course of time. But but that, that Mr. Gore says that he was never told that, and he's, um, well, I, I would imagine, been uh, living in fear of this. Well, yes. I
8: mean, it's a a four-week process to get power of attorney over his grandmother's financial affairs. And he thought um, quite reasonably, I think some people would think, um, that four weeks would be, you know, not too far in the future in order to push the bill back so that he could pay it on behalf of his grandmother.
4: Stuart, I really appreciate uh, you sharing the story with us and coming on this morning to talk about it.
8: Oh, thank you very
4: much. Thank you very much indeed. That's Stuart Carr from uh, the Luton News. I've always said this while I've been doing this job. We should be doing more stuff with local papers. And then there's... Who's the who's the um, the plum? There's, well, there are, actually, I can think of two. I can, of, of the top of my head, I can think of two plums from local papers yeah. who want to fight uh, with us. Well, or that's at least,
5: fair enough. It keeps them
4: busy, doesn't it? it? It gives them something to do, doesn't it? And this gives me something to do. It's been
5: one week since you looked at me Cropped your head to the side and
9: said, I'm
10: angry. Five days since you laughed at me, saying, get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room, I realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you.
11: Given me, but it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hold now one want a hood wink. Does it make you stop think? you'll think you're looking at aquaman? I summon fish to the dish. Although I like the chalet swiss, I like the sushi, cause it's never touch a fine van. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes, big like Leanne rhymes, because I'm all about value. camper campers got the mad hits. You try to match wits, you try to hold me, but I bust through. Gonna make a break and take a pick out like a stinker, and it can shake out like vanilla? It's the finest of the flavors. Gotta see the chokers, and you'll know the vertigo is gonna grow. Cause it's so dangerous, you'll have to sign a waiver. can I help it if a thing I think you funny when you're mad, trying hard not to smile, though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral, can't understand what I mean, well you soon will. I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve, I have a history of taking off my shirt. It's been one week since you looked at me, threw your arms in the air
10: and said you're crazy. Five days since you tackled me, I still got the red runs on both my knees. It's been three days since the afternoon, you realize it's not my fault but i only too soon. Yesterday you'd forgiven me, and now I'll sit back and wait till you say you're sorry.
11: The Chinese chicken, you have a drumstick and your brain stops sticking. Watching X-Files with no lights on. With all the maisons, I hope the smokey man's in this one like Harrison Ford. I'm getting frantic. Like sting i 10 trick. Like stinkers guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. K, okay, I don't make films. But if I did, they'd have a samurai. Gonna get a set of better clips. Gonna find the kind with tiny enough. Just on so my arms, are always flying off the back swing. Gonna get into my say lemon cause the cartoonist got the boom and I may babes to make me think the wrong thing. How can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard enough to smile, though I feel bad. I'm the kind I guy laughs at a funeral Can't understand what I mean You soon will I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve I have a history of losing my shirt It's been one week since
10: you looked at me Dropped your eyes to the sides and said I'm sorry Five days since I laughed at you And said you just did just what I thought you were gonna do Three days since the living room We realize we're both to blame But what could we do yesterday You just smiled at me Cause it'll still be two days till we say we're sorry It'll still be two days till we say we're sorry It'll still be two days till we sell <laughs> it's
4: home of the wow. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We're down the rabbit hole for the first hour of the show, as per usual. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, what did you dress up as this weekend? I was the Batman.
5: I dressed up as someone who wears a dress. A woman.
0: Yeah.
4: Did you dress up as anything, Kelly?
0: Just um, myself, but
4: the bed. That doesn't doesn't count. I wouldn't know if anybody dressed up at the weekend. I was the Batman queuing for an ice cream. It was very liberating. It also uh, scared my son, because I I turned up at this... They were having a fate. There was a reason for it. They were having a fate, and it was like superheroes. Mm. Parents were allowed to dress up. Uh, Not many did. But I was talk. I, I kind of turned up late, and I was talking to my wife, and my youngest son came over, and he's like all being all cool, you know, because his mum's there. But then he was looking at me, and, and was was petrified, particularly as I was going, I'm the Batman. I was the Dark Knight Batman. I wasn't 60s camp Batman.
5: Yeah, but it's a sing- 60s camp Batman costume you've got, isn't
4: it? No, no, no. Mine's Dark Knight Batman. Unfortunately,
5: it's oh, got muscles
4: on it. Yeah, well, they're drawn on. They're not um, oh. the inflatable ones. Uh, but he was he was terrified. He was uh, here we go. What have you dressed up as uh, and uh, when have you terrified your children? 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking really quiet on the cameras on the
12: motorway so far this morning, so no delays showing up for the M1 or the M25. In High, come A404 Marlow Hills as temporary traffic lights by the Leisure Centre just before Marlow Road, so that could cause some delays later on. And also in Hatfield, on Great North Road, there's roadworks at Southway, which could also cause some delays. On the trains, Thameslink have just tweeted that there's some minor delays on their Bedford-to-Brighton service. That's because of signalling problems. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties
4: Radio. Hey, Sammy! Hello. When was the last time you terrified your children? I don't have any children. Oh, that's going to break their hearts hearing that. What a cruel thing to say, those poor souls. 6.16, isn't it? It's Monday, the 11th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 101-year-old grandmother from Luton has been threatened with legal action if she doesn't pay her care bills. The result of the Bedfordshire police referendum will be announced later on today. And Stevenage are level with Southend ahead of their 2nd playoff semi semi-final. BBC
0: Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three. Local stories.
13: People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. A metal detectorist has discovered an archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narragate Railway.
0: Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio
4: When was the last time you dressed up? And when was the last time or any time you've terrified your children? I mean, yes, it will scar them for lives and they'll be in therapy 35 years later on, but boy, oh boy it's, it's so much fun, isn't it? Oh, wait, 459 five, 455 double, 555 Big up yourself, Paul
14: Hear me now
15: In this country, deserve to have stuff for free.
4: Isn't that true? is that the truth? Morning, Scoinsy! Morning, sir. How you doing? Uh, do you know what, fella? I'm all right. I'm all—all yeah. all things considered. Oh yeah. Yeah, you feeling me? You got me. <laughs> All things considered, considered right. Scoinsy, I'm all right. I'm alive, I'm breathing, my heart is beating. I feel love, I feel pain, I feel hunger, I feel thirst. All of those things, Scoinsy, say to me, I'm a human being and I am vulnerable and I just want to be hugged.
14: I will do that. Not by I you. I can do that, oh. Not by you. I've got a cold anyway.
4: Oh, mate, I certainly don't want to be hugged by you if you've got a cold.
14: Mm. Right, you know, when teachers finish the term and they go on holiday, and you'll get cold. Yeah, that's, um, how I, that's how I feel at the moment.
4: Yeah, I, isn't that funny? When I when I go on holidays, I'm coming to How is the body? The body kind of lets lets go, doesn't it? As I'm approaching a week or two weeks off, um, and I can, you know, I suddenly get ill. Yeah.
14: God, yeah. It knows, I, it knows it's coming. It knows. Nose, nose is coming. Your
4: nose is coming. No, your nose is coming nose. to the party, he said, quickly getting himself out of that one. Let's move on. In a few hours, the people of Bedfordshire will find out whether they'll have to carry on paying for the police to have a bigger slice of the council tax pie. 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 The results of the referendum triggered by the Labour Police and Crime Commissioner, Ollie Martins, are due to be announced later this morning. Political reporter, um, and well done for getting me out of the referendum Dumb. Uh, fiasco on Twitter yeah. this weekend. Remind us what's happening, uh, wh- what happened, and, and why Ollie Martins wants his money.
14: Ollie Martins says his force is absolutely at the wire, and he's not the only one. Other people have said it too. The former chief constable said it to me before he left, Alf Hitchcock. Um, and
4: oh, I miss Alf Hitchcock and his biscuits. I, <laughs> I do miss that guy.
14: A brilliant name for policing. Um, The the current chief constable has said too that she is in a desperate situation. She needs more money. She needs more officers to be able to do the work that she wants to do. And uh, this referendum, uh, Ollie Martin said, was the only way, really, that uh, he could raise the money in order to fund all the work and the officers that needs to, to be there. Now, the government has said, no, you've got enough money, you need to find efficiency savings in other areas. He said, we've already done that, and uh, and this is uh, really a, a last-ditch, desperate attempt to try and get some more cash. It would raise around £4.5 million, pounds, be about seven pence a day extra for an average property. And uh, he's got the backing of big names. So Hugh Ward, who is the outgoing president of the Association of Chiefs police officers so a, uh, you know someone who knows a thing or two about a tough, policing, guy, a tough guy a tough guy he says that it really needs to happen
3: the self-appointed terrorist who decides they belong to an organization who then decides to self-deploy will not be spotted um by police officers in the normal routine of their working day these people will be spotted by their communities and community policing in my judgment is more critical now than it has ever been in that scenario.
4: Now, the results of the referendum are out today, uh, but we Mm. know, uh, we've had people phoning us, and we knew this was going to be the plan, saying that they've been paying um, already, they've been paying the extra charge already.
14: Yeah, that's right. The mechanism is that councils have to set their budgets in April, and uh, as such, they had to work the increase into it before it had happened, uh, and they will pay back if it is not a yes vote today. So that will cost an extra £250,000. And bearing in mind, here, this has already cost yeah. £350,000 to stage. It means that the police is going to have to pay back all of that money. And
4: the, but by the way, pollsters, obviously, they don't know nothing, but hmm. um, it was kind of... Wasn't it something like 75% were against? Was that
14: one of the polls? Uh, Ollie Masters did his own polling. Oh, yeah, I saw um, Tesco's, wasn't it? That was it, yeah. No, 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 you got a poll company oh, right. to oh. come in and do it as well. But, uh, and the, the YouGov, when they, when they put people... Uh, put to people the question that they were going to have to answer on uh, Thursday uh, 70% of people came back saying no now uh, he said he did his own polling outside of Tesco and other <laughs> other did, major supermarkets and they that. said um, they said it, he said that once people had heard, sort of understood or been told yeah. about what the referendum was for they were more um, willing to pay the money but um, that wasn't the question they were going to get asked and, uh, you know, OK, it's informal I have only heard it from a couple of councillors but councillors who were at their Bedfordshire can- Council counts on Steady. Friday yeah. were saying um, that they were seeing overwhelming numbers against the referendum, so um, we will have to see it
4: Also, David Cameron, uh, uh, Prime Minister said that Beds Police was one of the best funded forces in the country didn't he?
14: <laughs> Yeah, that's right. On the way over to, um, uh, you know, so in the in the midst of this general election campaign, he came no to what? Bedford, the general election campaign, he no. came here and uh, he went to Luton, I think, and was asked a question about it. And this is what he said. He said that uh, the increase was unnecessary. Oh, yes.
16: Well, I think what we've done is made available the funding that's necessary. And you can see that by the fact that crime here, Um, in this force has actually fallen over the last four years, so the police have done a good job. They've got the percentage of officers on the front line has gone up, they've got crime down, and I don't think the police and crime commissioner is right to want to increase um, the council tax in this way. Under our rules, he'll have to have a referendum, and uh, it's obviously for local people to decide, but I don't want to see taxes go up in the way that he's proposing. Full credit to the police, they've managed to do more with less. And I think there are further efficiencies that they can they can find, uh, coordinating with other forces, um, making sure that they share some of the costs, and uh, they should exhaust all those processes before putting. Um,
4: taxpayers' bills on. we've not had a chance to talk about this yet. That was the chair, by the way. Um, what, do you, what do you reckon to the results of the general election? Do, are you happy or are you sad? I know you've got to be impartial. That's why I'm not asking if you think it's good or bad. I wouldn't want you to ruin your impartiality. I just want to know if you're happy or sad. Because I think you can say that without breaking impartiality. Oh, indeed, you reckon? Yeah, are you happy or sad about the result?
14: I think it's an interesting one, isn't
4: it? Yeah. Does it make you happy you know
14: what or sad? Uh, well, I think what makes me interested is yeah. that the number. He said
4: interested, not interesting. Just to clarify. Yeah. Yes. No. Karen,
14: yeah. yeah. I, I, I realised that.
4: Were you at the protest at the weekend or not? No. Did you support the protesters? <laughs> Did you support the idea that they were that, that they were I, protesting against? I, I support people's right to protest. Absolutely. Do you, you you support the right to protest? Do you support what they were protesting for?
14: I support th- that in a free society, again people can make their voices heard. Ah,
4: but do we that live in a free a society, different. Paul? Do we live in a free society? Do you support the hipster cop?
15: Which one? Did you not see the hipster cop?
4: No? Oh mate, mate go on, go on Twitter, we'll send you this. There was a hipster cop And loads saw... of people were tweeting about him <laughs> I
14: saw that there was a policeman Who was wearing full riot gear And had a balaclava on But under his balaclava he looked like Ed Miliband I
4: No mate, that. there's a copper With um, uh, with a full hipster beard And a twirly wow. moustache Wow <laughs> loads of people were tweeting about
14: him uh, <laughs> maybe, well... he's, maybe he's a sort of undercover cop He does a lot of work in you know, in-,
4: in the
17: 1800s.
14: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, well, I, the next,
4: of course, uh, b- big election that we'll be uh, talking about will be the uh, European in-out referendum. Can we get a jingle? This is a genuine
14: well, thing the, now. The next big election really is Eurovision on Saturday. But
4: You want to talk about that? Right, two. Can we get two jingles, please, made uh, made for us, please? One is uh, the uh, Eurovision election, uh, the Eurovision election special with Paul Scowins, mm-hmm. and one is the uh, European referendum special with Paul Scowins. We'll get those made up.
14: Okay. Not well, that's everyone. In two years. That's in two years, but um, yeah, but, but yeah.
4: yeah, I know we've got to build up to it, mate. That's a good point. I I we've all got election fever. We don't want this voting to end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very quickly, uh, not everyone... Uh, uh, lots of parties... Th- this this call seems to get made louder every time we have a, a general election. Uh, not everyone happy with the voting system, are they? Proportional representation. <laughs> UKIP got um, four, late, million vote. 4 million votes and 1 MP. Now, whether you like UKIP or not, Paul, and I know the answer to that, you do, um, <laughs> that's not fair, is it?
14: Oh, well, it's the system that we have, isn't it? That's the thing. I mean, yes, you can argue whether or not it is representative of the people, um, but the system is the system, and that's the system that everyone goes into. You know, you could say that it's even, you know, okay, you get uh, what is it, Scottish Nationalists got something like one point, uh, Was it 1.7 1. 1.7 1. 7 million votes to get 56 MPs. Um, the DUP, which is the Ulster Party over in, in Northern Ireland, um, they got something like 8 840,000 votes. I'm picking I was, of que- I was, was kind of. Number.
4: I was kind of queuing you up to go into your scripted bit so I could go into travel that we're late for.
14: Oh, right. No, no. But well, this is me going into it. Basically, yes. The, the, the oh, blimey.
4: Your, did, taking, your, your verbal sat nav's taking you a terrible route, Paul.
14: We did vote on whether or not to change the voting system in 2011. And don't forget that people rejected it massively. But the system is the system. And, and later um, on,
4: what will we be doing?
14: You'll be talking to Alistair Burt and uh, activist and comedian Jake Yap, who disagrees with the current system and says it should be fairer. In quotation marks.
4: So, Paul, just finally, are you happy yeah. or sad about the result of the general election?
14: Paul, I'm just happy to be
1: here. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio
12: starting to look busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. In Mill Hill on the A1 Watford way, it's slow southbound from Apex Corner Edgeworth towards the Broadway at Mill Hill Circus. And in Buckingham, it's still looking quiet on the A413 London Road, but there's road works the the total roundabout, which could make it busy later on. Thameslink have tweeted that their service between Bedford and Brighton is affected by minor delays because of signalling problems, and the 701 service from Milton Keynes Central to East Croydon has been cancelled. Samantha BBC
0: Three Counties Radio.
1: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: It's half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines are 101-year-old woman from Luton has been threatened with legal action if she doesn't pay her care bills. Her grandson David has received the invoice from Luton Borough Council while waiting to take power of attorney. Ballot papers for the Bedfordshire Police referendum will be counted later today. Police Commissioner Ollie Martins wants the amount people pay in their council tax for the force to rise by nearly 16%. And Anton Deck have won two BAFTAs for Saturday Night Takeaway, while Coronation Street won Best Soap. The weather will be mainly dry and warm with bright and sunny spells today, turning cloudier this afternoon, but top temperatures around 22 degrees Celsius, 72 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Stevenage drew one all at home to South End in their League Two playoff semi final first leg. Dean Parrott had put the Borough in front. The second leg is at South End on Thursday. Here's Stevenage manager Graham Wesley. I
18: thought it was a pretty fair reflection of the game, if I'm honest. It ebbed and flowed. There were phases of the game where they were on top, where we were on top. Both sides had chances. Both took one each. A terrific goal from Dino and a disappointing goal from us to concede from the set play. Honours, even I don't think it was an unfair reflection.
2: Wickham host Plymouth in their second leg, leading 3-2 after Saturday night's win in Devon. Plymouth had a healthy home support,
19: something manager Gareth
2: Ainsworth hopes his fans will emulate.
19: Away from home with 15,000 fans behind them, wow! If they'd have had that every week, I'm sure they'd be they'd be flying in the league. You know, uh, it just goes to show. I think there was about six thousand here when we came earlier in the season. So, um, I just thought that the Wickham fans have. Uh, I've taken note of that, and go home and tell the mates to come along on Thursday and get behind us, because we're going to need them. QPR have been relegated from the Premier League, losing 6-0 at
2: Manchester City. Elsewhere, a one-all draw for Liverpool at Chelsea all but ended their hopes of finishing in the top four this season. Tonight, Arsenal host Swansea. Half a cheers. Lewis Hamilton came second in the Spanish Grand Prix ahead of Sebastian Vettel, but behind his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg.
15: Rosberg takes the checkered flag in Barcelona. He's broken his 2015 duck. He so badly needed this one, and Lewis Hamilton is a big. Beat- Man in Spain.
2: And finally, Andy Murray has won his second tennis tournament on clay within a week. He beat Rafa Nadal in straight sets in the final of the Madrid Open. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at seven o'clock. Call
0: 08459
4: 455 okay. 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. What? When was you? When did you? Uh, you must scare your children all, all the time with a face like that. <gasps> Sorry. Rude, Rude. What? Uh, tell tell us. Tell us. Tell us. I have where. an array
5: of costumes. That We're I'm asking
4: really... when have you scared your children and uh, when was the last time you dressed up? I did both this weekend. I dressed up as the bat. the Batman, but I was the Dark Knight Batman, not the
5: Good Camp Batman. I've got loads of outfits. And
4: uh, it scared my boy.
5: Right. I've got uh, the wicked queen from Snow White. That was Oy, particularly effective. Hey. Um, I did the whole makeup with the eyebrows and everything, and terrified them. Maleficent, I've also done. That's quite a bad one.
20: That's, uh, they very, hate that one. Yeah, it's very normal. Uh,
5: I was a vampire as well with a f- oh, like, full cloak with a hood. Oh,
20: blimey.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. And walking around in the... You know, we, we go trick-or-treating to me mum's round the corner. And uh, I don't just terrify my own children, I terrify everyone else's. Wowzers. Yeah.
4: It was... A, it was a, get this, Justin. Mm. Go on, boss. It was... Um, school fate, superheroes was the theme. Yeah. Um, kids were allowed to dress up, parents were allowed to dress up. So right. I went dressed up as the Batman the Dark Knight. And um, I was about the only dad there that was dressed up. That makes me sick.
5: What the, the dads didn't do, it or that yeah, he did? Yeah, and yeah. I the, felt the other dads. I yeah. was
4: nervous about it because I, I was meeting them there, so I had to park my car and walk down the street dressed as the Batman. I didn't put the cowl on um, until I got there. Mm-hmm. But there, I mean, there were a few. Da- there, was a, there was a dad. Get this, just. Mm. He was in the full Spider-Man kit, but that's a good one. Good lad. (laughs) Who remembers? Do you remember? (laughs) The only two sketches... I remember three sketches from Kenny Everett. One is where he's doing Rod Stewart and his bum keeps inflating. The other one is where he does the Bee Gees...
5: You don't remember best possible taste. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember the
4: specifics of it. And then the third one I remember is where he's Spider-Man and he climbs up a building and he goes into the toilet to do a wee, and he's really desperate to do a wee, um, but he's got no fly on his outfit. So he wets himself. I remember laughing at that. Hilarious. Spider-Man, is like running around like this, he's going, oh, 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 ah, and he just does a wee wee in his outfit. Well, that's the problem with some of
21: these fancy dress outfits, you know, you see lads uh, at the weekend on various stag do's, all dressed up, Well, I had no pockets. How are you going to go to the toilet? I had no pockets,
5: mate. You guys think you've got problems, I've had a Wonder Woman outfit and a Supergirl outfit, both of which I couldn't raise my arms in.
4: (sighs) Wowzers. Say that just say that again. Don't let this really (laughs) slip. No, 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 no. no. Go on. (laughs) What?
5: Here we
20: go, guys.
4: I read a headline. You guess what the story is. The headline is normally very, very tenuous and has nothing to do with the story. Are we ready to play? Yes, Finns only got better. Finns only got better. This is a double whammy, because obviously, surely it should be things can only get better. Mm -hmm. Fins can only get better. It's not. It's fins only got better, and it's not really about fins. With that in mind... Oh,
5: I know. Yes. Go on, to ask Justin first, because I think I know it.
4: All right, go on then, Justin. Has it got anything to do with
21: an arrogant dolphin? (laughs) (laughs) No, it hasn't. Okay. Um, Has it got something to do with Finland and the fact that more people are going
4: there than ever before for their summer holiday? I like the way you're thinking, Mm. but you're wrong. Oh, Kelly Betts.
12: Michael Finn. Yep. From Finland. Yep. Is a fish. Yep and uh, he's had a bit of a tough time
5: lately but thins
4: have you been reading this, <laughs> Catherine?
5: Is it about the goldfish that got operated on? Yes, it is. Go on. Um, goldfish. This is ridiculous. Complete waste of money. They spent um, operating on a, a goldfish. Vets have
4: successfully removed tumours from behind a goldfish's eyes. Does it make you sick, just? Well, it, it's, it's still a living creature. Yeah. It's a flipping goldfish, mate. They cost one pound thirty-five.
21: Well, again, so you know what? What about the memories behind getting that goldfish, winning that at a fair flush somewhere? Flush it down
4: the loo, Say Monty. A five-year-old family pet, underwent a 45-minute, 200 pounds op Flyway. in water soluble anaesthetic. I've seen pictures of how they do this. They put a tube in the fish's mouth so it's breathing and stuff.
5: My mum took my a goldfish to the vets once. Why? It was lumpy.
4: A team from... Uh, <laughs> lumpy. Uh, the tumours from Monty's eye and back. He's lost the eye but is now... He's, he's lost a flipping eye! Boss, hold on a second. Yes, mate. Th- let's get the word on the street. <laughs> Sir, yeah, would you was? operate on a
21: goldfish, yes or no? No. Thank you for your time. Hey.
5: Why is it lost tonight? They could put one of those goggly craft ones in and no one would notice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
21: <laughs> <laughs> who Who is that? Who is that, Joss? Just? just a geezer on the street, just going about his everyday business. He was answering good.
4: questions on goldfishes. On oh, oh, goldfishes. All right, well, let's um, hang on a second. Oh, my computer's all to cop today. Right, let's have another one. I'm torn. But we'll, we'll, there's a cream for that. Now, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second all right yeah let's have this brass neck brass neck Catherine, let's start with you. Brass neck, please.
5: Is it about um, the BBC Young Brass Award?
4: Oh,
5: <laughs> there is actually an award, Justin, called the Young Brass <laughs> you Award. You can't call it that. That's
4: outrageous. <laughs>
5: um, and is it about that? The fact that no one's noticed that it's a euphemism for a young um, streetwalker?
4: It's nothing to do with that, Justin. Brass neck. Brass uh, neck. This, a good answer, by the way. This
21: is a man who's got a, a fantastic technique. Um, he oh, can play an instrument. He can play an instrument. Yeah. Tied round his neck. Why?
4: What? Why? Yeah. That's
21: well, what I can come up with
4: for the time being. A robber was arrested when he returned to his victim to complain a gold necklace he stole was a fake. <laughs> ah. Was a fake. Unlucky. Um. I've just realised what we're going to do with you as well. Just hang on a second. One more of these. <laughs> Burton in movie hit. Burton. In movie hit, Catherine, we'll start with you.
5: Burton, right? Uh, it must be something to do with Burton upon Trent,
4: right?
20: Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. Um, and how it's cheaper to go there than the actual north, so they're making Brastoff two. This time it's personal, and they're doing it in Burton.
4: No, do, do you know what? This is this is more obvious than perhaps you yeah. think. Burton in movie hit, Justin. When's the new James Bond film coming out? I've got literally no
21: idea. Okay, Well, it can't be that, then. Um, Has it got something to do with uh, Burton, the shop? A lot of people look down on Burton's. I don't personally, but their clothes, their suits, are they going to be used in a super-duper high-profile
4: movie? No, it's about Tim Tim Burton, the movie director. Tim
5: Burton, I was thinking Richard. A pedestrian
4: hit by a minibus used by crew on director Tim Burton's Latest movie was saved by paramedics. Good. Then the final paragraph is US director Tim 56 had earlier gone to AE with a sprained finger. That film sounds like it's cursed. <laughs> sounds cursed. Hey Justin, yes. have you seen who's doing a tour? No. Oh mate, I'll give you a clue. <laughs> Oh, Gilbert. Oh, oh Gilbert's yeah. doing a tour. Fantastic. You want to go and see him? Oh, absolutely. You right, want... this is the plan. We get Gilbert O'Sullivan on the show. Yep. We go and see Gilbert in, t- in concert. Oh. Can you take Gilbert to the streets for us? Let's oh. get some Gilbert memories. This is
21: where dreams are made.
4: Isn't it? I knew yeah. you'd like. Can you get some Gilbert memories for us? Of course I can, no problem. Speak to you a bit, Justin. Yes, bye. Ta-ta. <laughs> oh. Let's let's um, Bagsy. Do you say something Rupert?
5: I said it sounds like he's on that hot tin roof. He's got he's got, well, he's
4: got um, blue, um, uh, blue um blue blue blood. Uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan will be on this show at some point. He's playing St Albans on June the thirteenth. We'll have him. We want O'Sullivan, please.
1: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, it's slow southbound
12: from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford as well. The A1 southbound has queues building up from the Holiday Inn southbound towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. And it's still quiet in Milton Keynes on Standing Way, but road works at the Kingston roundabout and might make it busy later on, so expect delays there. The 701 train from Milton Keynes Central to East Croydon is cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Sam? Yeah? Today, I've decided, is a Gilbert O'Sullivan special. I just wondered what your your memories were of Gilbert.
12: He was a a great pal of somebody that I don't know. You've never heard of him,
4: have you? No. I mean, just... 6:47. 6:47. It's uh, Monday, the 11th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A 101-year-old grandmother from Luton has been threatened with legal action if she doesn't pay her care bills. And the result of the Bedfordshire Police referendum will be announced later on today. And Stevenage are level with Southend ahead of their second playoff semi-final. Your Gilbert memories? When have you scared a child? What have you dressed up as? Let's get
22: the weather. Here's Kate. Not a bad day at all across all three counties. We have sunny spells and it's feeling pleasantly warm as well. Now, we have a bit of cloud. It's high cloud at the moment. The sunshine a bit hazy. Um, but we'll see the sunshine proper throughout the course of the morning. A bit more cloud moving in through the middle part of the day, early afternoon. It's an old weather front. No rain on it, though. should have fizzled out by the time it gets to us. But it will turn it a little cloudy for a while, after which it's going to thin and break. and We'll get some nice sunny spells to end the day. And the temperature's going to be reasonable as well. We're looking at a maximum potentially 22 Celsius, so feeling really quite warm. Overnight, dry and clear to start with, but then the cloud increases. We'll get one or two showers developed by dawn, the minimum down to 10 Celsius. Showers still there tomorrow morning, but they'll fizzle out fairly quickly, and then we'll get some nice sunny spells, largely dry tomorrow afternoon, picking up a bit of a breeze through tomorrow, so it will feel a bit cooler with a maximum of 17 Celsius. And that's your forecast.
23: Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan.
14: It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years, till two days ago. He
24: should refund me 1,900 pounds.
1: Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date.
23: The JVS Show takes on your consumer problems.
1: Uh, I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges.
23: And helps to get to the right solution.
25: I've received a check back for 578
24: pounds. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I- I don't know how you do, what you do, you and your
23: team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
12: They actually drove across the green when the kids were coming back from school and nearly knocked women over with toddlers. And it got that bad, my husband went after them on his own
5: motorbike and pulled them off.
26: party operations.
4: 455 five five double five. When did you last scare your children? When did you last dress up? Uh, Horace is in Hemel. Morning, Horace. Good morning. Good morning. Ian. I didn't think police officers were allowed to have beards.
14: Uh, Neither did I. Well, yeah, this
4: hipster hipster cop who was um, at the uh, riots, protests, I don't really know, he had a full-on hipster beard and a twirly moustache. Well, you can't have that. Imagine if IS or a burglar comes up to you. Uh, You you can't have a a real tie because it has to be clip-on so they can't strangle you. Well, you could pull a man's chin off. If they got... Get a good hold of your beard, wallop! Or supposing they set fire to it. Oh, terrible, wouldn't it? It'd be awful. By the way, my boys watched the Inspector Gadget movie uh, yesterday. And mm-hmm. the biggest, the biggest laugh they got was when it was reported on the news that the um, uh, uh, spoiler alert, the evil Inspector Gadget had set fire to a man's beard. <laughs> and they got the biggest laugh, and it was a very funny line. He even set fire to an old man's beard. <laughs> Horace, what have you called in for, mate? Come on. For the shortest single. Oh yes, songs under two minutes long. Yes. Well, uh, this one is one one point three seconds. Oh yeah, go ahead.
25: I can I can sing it for you if
4: you like. Um uh okay. That's it. And it's by um it's called You Suffer. Yes. By Napalm Death. Napalm Death did an album. I think the whole album, the songs are like less than a second. Chances. Chances, yeah. isn't it? Well yeah. oh, Horace, you reminded me, tomorrow we'll have a bit of Ramones on tomorrow, I think.
5: I thought you were gonna say Napalm Death. Well
4: we can have some Napalm Death, but we'll we have some have we'll have some Ramones on tomorrow. Thank you, Horace. Okay. I didn't think coppers were allowed to have beards.
5: Well, it's particularly twiddly ones that come with a twiddly handlebar moustache that he's waxed.
4: Well, now they're allowed, well, now coppers, Okay, So it turns out coppers can have beards, they can be under five foot ten, they can be fat, and they can not be trained fully. And it turns out anyone can be a copper these days. Even Kelly Betts.
5: Yeah, even though she's tiny. I'd be a good cop because nobody would expect it.
4: That, that, that's that, that, and that's the only thing a good cop requires yeah okay you'd have to stop breaking the law uh, well did she just let one out I think she might <laughs> what have you got in the papers, Catherine
5: looking for a way to remember your loved one after they've died uh, pictures now you can turn their ashes into artwork and have them on your mantelpiece. Hey! Oh, no. I'd love that. A company called Eversculpt makes glass sculptures from oh. the remains of relatives. The ash sculptures cost... from. Trim- Hang on a minute, do you really want this? You are so beautiful to me. £795 is the cheapest, up to almost £4,000. I suppose, depending oh. on how massive you are.
7: Oh, blimey.
5: Eversculpt say they can turn the ashes into anything. A recent customer offered for a sculpture sa- shaped like a golf club... Yeah. Well, the most popular design is the eternal flame.
4: I want to get... Um, you can get cat, cat stuffed. Yeah. Why can't you get people stuffed?
5: You probably could if you paid enough money.
4: Well, I'd like to get... So I'd like to... Um, I'll get you stuffed. Oh. Carlos, I've just sent you an email of a short song. Um, maybe we could pull it off. Because I know you're the fastest finger first, isn't it? You're, you've got the fastest finger first. I
5: have, yeah. Thank My computer's f- really slow because it's got loads of information on it.
4: If you got a cold as well? I'm okay. You, s- you sound bunged up and a little yeah. bit Mardy. I am both of those
27: things.
4: Have you been slogging Paul coins? Yeah. Because that would, that would make both things happen.
27: Oh, is that
5: what... Oh.
4: Hmm? Whoops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I'd be up for that a little sculpture. Would you? A little sculpture, yeah. So Does it look it, like the person? Is it a miniature you, version you could, of the person? No, you can...
5: Well, you could have that. You can have whatever you want. I mean, you could be a golf club. You could be a microphone.
4: Mm. You could be
5: a, a Batman.
4: I'd have my mum turned into my wife. <gasps> Weird.
5: Ooh. That's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. That
4: is actually a little bit too weird. But
5: my grandad was in the wardrobe for about a year, mm. so, I mean, you might as well have them on display, eh?
4: There's a... Um, uh, where's uh, where's the sun? Oh, yeah, no, I mean...
5: Oh. I've ripped my tights, by the way. I'm in the conundrum now. Do I just whip them off or...?
4: Whip them off, mate.
5: Or style it out?
4: Whip them off, mate. There's a story in the sun today. We've kind of, um... um Well, we've had a similar story to this before. Remember the the Polish guy that proposed to his girlfriend on a cliff? She said yes, and then she... He says. And then she plunged to her death. Mm. He says. She said yes. We don't know. We weren't there. Tragic. Well, listen to this. Rock horror. Oh, they've even done, like, a jokey thing. You can't when someone's died. Steve Allen was making jokes about this. Well, it could have been worse. It could have been
5: a munter. But he is waspish and witty.
4: Rock horror. James flies five and a half thousand miles to see web love... And she falls to her death off this cliff on the first date as he takes a pick. A loved-up Brit saw his new girlfriend plunge to her death off a cliff after flying 5,500 miles to meet her for the first time. I mean, flipping heck. That's... Um, it's
5: going to be an awkward holiday now, isn't that,
4: it? That's a punt, isn't it? That's a punt to go that far. I mean fair play, you know, she, she looks delightful. James Nichols, twenty-three, watched in horror as the ground gave way beneath <gasps> Cheney Holloway while he prepared to take a snap. Unlucky in love or what? I mean blimey. Oh wait, four five nine, four double five, five double five. You got time for a little one?
5: Yeah. Speaking of little ones, oh, stories, Cindy, Cindy Crawford's daughter. Oh, she's so fit. She's so hot. I saw the picture. She's, I didn't read, she's what? She's thirteen. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew I should have read the story. Hasn't stopped the male making us feel like that. Though. She
4: looks like, honestly, uh, I'm being slightly flippant. I knew she was thirteen. She looks like a sexy grown-up woman. woman. Yeah. She
5: looks like a woman. I mean, they've kind of dressed her like mini, mini Cindy Crawford. <sighs>
4: well, th- but she's... then
5: again, she's just beautiful, and you can't help that, as I know. Outrageous. <laughs> (laughs)
10: All the DJs keep complaining, the tunes run much too long
17: So I've gone and wrote myself a 26-second song
1: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1
12: northbound, a car's broken down between junction 10 for Luton Airport and 11 for Dunstable. So a lane's been closed, but it's not causing too many problems at the moment. And the M14 London has a lane blocked by a. An accident which is causing queues just before junction 1A for the M25. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from junction 21 for M1 to 19 for Watford. And in Bricketwood on the North Orbital, that's looking very slow between uh, at the junction 21A roundabout. The A1 southbound also has queues from the Holiday in Sterling Corner. Samantha breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Thank you, Sammy. We're climbing out of the rabbit hole, guys. We can still ask, though. When was the last time you scared your children? Oh, and we we celebrating Gilbert O'Sullivan. Local
0: and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
1: This is BBC Three Counties
2: Radio. At o'clock, I'm Leah. Agnew. The headlines, 101-year-old Luton woman threatened with court action, counting in the Bedfordshire police referendum takes place today, and all square for Stevenage in the League 2 playoffs. play-offs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: A grandmother aged 101 from Luton has been threatened with legal action if she doesn't pay her care bills. Her grandson David has received the invoice whilst waiting for power of attorney. Ben Nye has more. David Gore won't receive the authority to make financial decisions from for his grandmother until next month after the four-week waiting period required. His grandmother Muriel was moved into a home after a number of falls and now she's been registered as blind, she's decided to sell her home to pay for her care. Luton Borough Council say the letter was automatically issued by their computer system and a further letter has now been sent confirming that action has been suspended. Ballot papers for the Bedfordshire Police referendum will be counted later today. Labour Police and Crime Commissioner Ollie Martins wants the amount people pay in their council tax towards the force to rise by nearly 16%. Sir Hugh Ord from the Association of Chief Police Officers says it will determine if the force can put extra officers on the ground.
3: The self-appointed terrorist who decides they belong to an organisation who then decides to self-deploy will not be spotted um, by police officers in the normal routine of their working day. These people will be spotted by their communities and community policing, in my judgment, is more critical now than it has ever been in that scenario.
2: David Cameron will be speaking this morning to the influential 1922 Committee of Conservative Backbench MPs. is expected to seek support for his plan to renegotiate Britain's relations with the EU ahead of a referendum in 2017. The committee's chairman, Graham Brady, says Cabinet members should have the freedom to speak out over Europe. Clearly that's a decision for the Prime Minister, but my instinct in these things is always that
3: where you have people who have very, very strong beliefs about something it's far better to allow some latitude and freedom of expression the more you try to constrain people's views and to limit debate the more
2: you create tensions which needn't necessarily be there Anton Deck have won two BAFTAs for Saturday night takeaway while Coronation Street won Best Soap. There were special awards for the TV news presenter John Snow and the entertainer Clive James. In sports, Stevenage drew one all at home to South End in their League Two playoff semi-final first leg. Dean Parrott put the borough in front. The second leg is at South End on Thursday. And Hertfordshire driver Lewis Hamilton was second in the Spanish Grand Prix behind teammate Nico Rosberg. The weather will be mainly dry and warm warm today with bright and sunny spells, turning cloudier this afternoon, but top temperatures around 22 degrees Celsius, that's 72 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties.
4: My mate Mackenzie won a BAFTA for the detectorists, how cool is that? I'll have to book up to get a phone call with him now, I get Is that how it works? Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show. Celebrating um, the magic of Gilbert O'Sullivan. He's coming to St Albans June the 13th. He'll be coming to this show a whole lot sooner if I have my way. Uh, When have you ever scared your children? We've all done that thing where we've popped out and gone boo, and it's, it's, it's well... At the time, it seemed like a good idea. (laughs) till they burst into tears and you spent the next hour trying to talk them off the ceiling. Man alive! 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give us a call, 08459 four double five five double five.
0: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: 08459 oh, five, 555. Double five, double five. Now, Lutonborough Council has been sending a 101-year-old woman uh, letters threatening court action. Nice one, guys. Uh, she hasn't seen them, thanks to the intervent- intervention of her grandson, David Gore, who's been trying to sort out a dispute. Well, David joins me now. Morning, David.
17: Morning,
4: yes. Um, uh, But how... Uh, what's the disp- dispute about? Let's take it back to that. Well, uh,
17: th- my grandmother is in residential care, and... Uh, you have to pay for that, and that's absolutely fine. But I don't have control over her monies, and she doesn't understand that she needs to pay. So the the, um, the disagreement is about um, timings over when I can get my hands on uh, on the ability to pay. Um, they they want money from from me and my family to uh, for her to stay, um, and we simply don't have the to magic out of the air. But we can use her savings and then go on to sell her house and then we can pay for it that way.
4: But as you don't have power of attorney, you can't um, legitimately get to those savings or, or, or sell that house, can you? Uh,
17: not even legitimately. It would be illegal if I did it. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
4: so what, did the, what, what have the uh, letters said?
17: Well, the letter says that um, we've been sent invoices and I've been contacting them and keeping them appraised of the situation. But a final notice came in um, last week, which is what tipped me over because I'd been doing what they'd asked all the way along. Um, apart from paying the bill because I didn't have the money to pay it mm. um, and, and, and I, I, just, I rang them and asked them for four weeks more because that's what the, the government had said to me and that I needed um, to wait and they, uh, they didn't give me that four weeks so I contacted um, the uh, Luton Herald and Post mm. and the, the, um, the story landed on election day uh, and does Muriel?
4: Does she know what? Does she know about this?
17: Um, sort of. She um, she knows that she needs to pay. Yeah. But we've told her that we're covering it. Okay. Um, because she's 101 and any form of um, worry It's just. I don't want to put that on. No,
4: of course not. She, you know, we, we want to protect. Uh, we want to protect Grant. And of course, she, you know, she's she's 101 for goodness' sakes. Uh, it does. I mean, yeah. Listen, I, we we both uh, know that that she has to pay. But when someone's 101, you think that. <laughs> you know, we could be a little bit more generous and a bit more caring. Um, in the statement that Luton Borough Council gave to the uh, to the paper, um, they said, oh no, don't worry, we're not going to pursue it, and David knows we're not going to pursue it.
17: No, no, this was interesting. I mean, I, I'm glad that um, the Luton-Heldon Post rang me back after he'd spoken to the Luton Borough Council, because it was the first that I learned that it, I'd had the four weeks that I needed. Um, it's not like I'm asking to not pay. I'm mm. just asking to have a little bit more time. It's been ongoing for for two years, uh, and i uh, the ins and outs of hospitals for my gran and The story that she's had, so just four weeks more was a little more. But I I have the resolution I I need now. It's just unfortunate it had to come through uh, uh, a newspaper.
4: And they they hadn't said to you directly. Don't worry, David. This, this, you know this is a mistake. We'll we'll sort this out. You take your time.
17: No, Saturday I received a letter from them saying um uh, they as long as i agree to keep them updated um that they um they what does it say here um they are able to suspend recovery for a period of time on um, on my grandmother's account so
4: so they they but they 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 made you uh, dance uh, a little uh, a little jig to their to their tune didn't they
17: well i've danced their tune um, for a number of years now um uh, Yes, and I'm happy to. <laughs> I'm happy to pay. It's not like I'm asking to have the the, the debt cancelled
4: or avoided. Yeah. Oh no, you're not trying to trying to get out of the way of paying it. That's that's the thing. David, listen. Hopefully, it's all sorted now. Do let us know if anything else changes. But lots of love to you and lots of love to Muriel. And and and, and let's hope that uh, you know she goes on to have a long and uh, well even longer and and peaceful life.
17: Well, I hope so too. She's Thank very so lucky
4: much. to have you fighting her corner, mate. Thank you, David. 08459 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio.
1: This
24: is Ian Lee.
4: On BBC
1: Three Counties Radio.
4: So this is making a comeback. These were popular, what year? 2001, possibly 2002. I remember because it was the year I left, um, uh, the 11 o'clock show. I remember it vividly. but th- So these were popular. The micro scooters. What's a micro scooter? It's, it's like a, a kid's scooter, but being ridden by adults. I mean, it's just... I saw a mum doing it the other day. I'm assuming she was a mum, and I'm assuming she was trying to get home from dropping her kid off at school a bit quicker. All right, fair play. I don't like these scooters, because when the kids want to take them out, you know that within five minutes, you're going to be carrying it good technique over the shoulder but you're going to be carrying it so i'm not a fan of the kids on them but adults you just look like numpties you look like absolute plums sam cam who um one more strike and you're off my hot list sam cam what was she wearing when she went back to 10 downing street did you see it it was like a blue kind of knitted dress that looked like someone had been sick down it, and at one point she was wearing a green tank top. Now, I've got a soft spot for Sam Cam, but her wearing that dress and then her being all carefree on uh, the scooter the other day... Oh, for goodness sakes, woman. If you don't ditch that husband, we're through. Trendy micro scooters got the Sam Cam seal of approval when the Prime Minister's wife was spotted riding one as she headed back to Downing Street after her husband David's re-election. That can't be very safe. I don't want to put ideas into anybody's head. I genuinely don't. But IS, I mean... Uh,
5: do you not see the the rest of the picture? There's an, uh, an armed police officer oh, next okay. to her with I a gun.
4: Right. Oh, OK. So, what, did he have to ride a scooter then? I was
5: hoping he was going to shoot her wheels off. Ridiculous behaviour.
4: But some celebs simply look stupid riding them.
5: Uh, everyone does.
4: Hugh Jack... I mean, then they've got a picture of celebrities. No, not you.
5: Hugh.
4: Hugh Jack- No, he looks like an idiot. Of course he does. The Wolverine hunk clearly looks to love... What's that? The Wolverine hunk clearly looks to love zooming around in two wheels. Must be Aussie rules. Oh, they've done jokes about them. OK, well, that's fine. OK. Kirsty Allsop, I mean... Oh, well, I wouldn't put it past there. Uh. Flipping it. Well, you know,
5: it's it's really quite fun, and it's a great way of getting around and keeping fit. Listen, I must admit, I've had a little girl on my kid's one, but it's one of those plastic ones, and it buckled yeah, quite quickly. You
4: can't do the plastic ones, guys, because they just cannot take the weight. They cannot take the work. Wait, um, well then there's a pic. <sighs> I don't get why this man is a thing anymore. Well then there's a picture of David Beckham, but he's not riding one. His little girl is. Fair enough. Um, and then there's my favourite actor, who let hes had a cursed life mainly because he married Sarah Jessica Parker. Matthew Broderick brothers
5: see I didn't know about the curse
4: he's, he's been you know you know Matthew Broderick has killed somebody accidentally I think he killed them or maimed them mm-hmm. in Ireland Should we check Google it no I, I think we're on pretty safe territory. Matthew Broderick, who I'm a big fan of, uh, and his career never... War Games, Ferris Bueller, Inspector Gadget, the holy trinity of good movies. I loved Inspector Gadget. We watched it at the weekend. What a great film. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's never really... I'd love to... I would love to see, and maybe this film exists, Matthew Broderick playing um, a a, a drug-addicted murderer.
5: It'll come. He's got that baby face. He could use it. It'd be uh, super chilling. It did. It, hang on. I found. He,
4: he's it. killed someone, is not he? Hang
5: on. Yeah.
4: Not deliberately. While well, not... it
5: was with um, Dirty Dancing's Jennifer Grey. Aye.
4: 1987
5: car accident. Broderick yep. was in a car accident in Enniskill in Northern Ireland. Yeah. While vacationing with Jennifer Grey, who'd become dating in semi-secrecy during the filming of Ferris Bueller. The accident became public it occurred when the rented BMW Broderick was driving yep. crossed into the wrong lane and collided head-on with a Volvo. Thank you. Uh they were both killed instantly. So well, um, well, Not Broderick and Gray. No, they, Anna Gallagher yeah. and her mother, Margaret yeah. Doty.
4: Yeah, yeah. I know, <gasps> I know, I know, isn't it? Isn't it? I had no idea. And uh, yeah, when was that? 80, s- s- 87. 87, yeah. Uh, sad, isn't it? And, and now he's with Sarah Jessica Parker, so it, it just goes from bad to worse. And well,
5: they've been together a long time. She's got a very horse like
4: face. Can we play Celebrities That Look Like Horses? Christian O'Connell.
5: I've heard people say very cruel things about her, saying um, body from Baywatch, face from Crime Watch.
4: Um, I, I find her attractive, I'm yeah, not like, Yeah, in a funny sort Yeah, of way. oh, no, no, definitely. Of course, okay, let's... This is a fun. This is always a fun game to play. Uh, we're gonna rate the, um, those potty-mouthed, naughty Sex and the City Girls in order of um, 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 fancy-ability, shall we call it. Oh. Number one, let's do it in reverse order. So, number four, Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, really? Yeah. Number three, the ginger one. Number two, the posh one. Number 1 the dirty one. Well,
5: I might have known you oh, go I'll there. Stop that. Sorry? I'd have swapped posh and dirty over. You, you'd
4: have had uh, posh at number 1 and dirty at number yes. 2. Okay. I feel
5: like I know all those girls too well I couldn't possibly judge them. Like so that. where
4: w- will you have to though? In reverse order, go on. Let's compare let's com- no, compare the contrast. I can't do it. Kelly?
5: I think the I think the posh one is the most unattractive.
4: Oh yes, because no! Because she's, so, she's so delightful. No,
5: she's annoying.
4: Oh, she's beautiful. She's acting, mate. She's acting. I know, but As she's a character. I
5: know, but she's annoying. I, if I went out with her, you know, and if I was going to go that way, she would just annoy I mean, me too much. She'd annoy me out of her.
4: Both of you would stand the strongest chance with the ginger one, obs. Don't know. Well,
5: Sam went there, didn't she? Yeah, the uh, the old uh, filthy one went there.
4: Where? In real in, life or on the show? No,
5: in, in with Interlady Love on the show.
4: No, we're talking about. I'm, oh, you're confusing fantasy and reality. All right. Sarah I don't, Jessica I don't Parker, know the other women. In reverse order. Sarah Jessica Parker, the ginger one, the posh one and the dirty one. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you those potty-mouthed sex-in-the-city girls. Travel news for beds, cards
1: and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there's a
12: lane closed northbound between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport, Spur Road, and 11 for Dunstable Road. And also the M40 towards London has queues because of an accident. It's from Junction 2 for Beaconsfield towards the M25, where it's looking really slow. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's busy from Junction 17 from Maple Cross to 15 for the M4. And on the trains, the 7.37 service from Luton to Bedford is delayed by 40 minutes. Samantha breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you,
4: Sammy! or thereabouts the uh, headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Luton says he was shocked to receive a letter from the council threatening legal action against his 101 year old grandmother the result of the Bedfordshire Police referendum will be announced later today and Mackenzie Crook won a BAFTA for The Detectorists. BBC Three Counties Radio If you've not seen The Detectorists then for goodness sakes treat yourself, order it on DVD today guys.
0: Nick on BBC Three Counties
22: Radio.
4: Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks.
22: So what we're talking about then
27: is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation.
21: Health. When you have a cough, which can seem quite innocuous in this way, but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets.
22: Particularly if your dog is a Border Collie cross Cross, um, it will be epilepsy. And
4: even law.
0: You still cannot say, judge, you have to stick to this, but the judge's approach now is going to be, well, why shouldn't we?
4: Local advice for local people.
0: Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Guys, uh, just to, just to flag up, um, let me get this kid up. We've got an excellent uh, joke coming up. It happened spontaneously, and I said that was so good. We need to do that again. Hang on, um, hang on one second. Let me just find the, what we need for the joke to work. Um, oh, I've I've lost it. I've got really got to sort this this out, guys. Hang on, bear with me. Bear with me. It's going to be worth it. Okay, right, Catherine. Yeah. Do your line.
5: We're getting a lot of complaints about interference. Yeah, well, I wish you two would
4: shut up! Well, that's what the general public in England think. But what does Scotland think
5: about that joke? Let's find out. Oh. Miserable lot. Steady on. The advice is, if you can't hear anything at all, or if you're hearing us through Mm. a load of old... (laughs) If you can't hear anything at all, then they won't be able to hear your advice. Well, there might be um, psychic. Oh, yeah, okay. 95.5... That's bet.
4: capital FM, isn't it? No, that's yep. full- capital <laughs> FM 95.8, home of the hits. Good morning, I'm Chris Tarrant, and uh, uh, did you get the answer right? Well, you got the answer. We'll
5: find out after this break. And that's why he's the best.
4: Isn't it, isn't it, though? Now, the outcome of the general election took everyone by surprise, not least the Conservatives. Hey, you pollsters, we're, we're paying you dollar for nothing, it would say. Just for guessing. I'm going to be a pollster at the next election. You can just make anything up. The Conservatives return to power with a majority, despite pundits and pollsters saying we're in for another uh, coalition government. Well, the result has led to calls for the voting system to be changed after figures showed UKIP secured almost 4 million votes but only managed to get one seat. Well, hello, let's have a little chat about this. I'm joined by Alistair Burt, the former Foreign Office Minister and Conservative MP for North East Bedfordshire, uh, who's in favour of first-past-the-post and comedian and Green Party activist Jake Yap, who thinks proportional representation will be better. Morning gentlemen, thanks for coming on the show. Hello Ian. Good morning. Alistair, let's start with you. Why do you think uh, the current system is okay?
28: Okay. Firstly, it provides single member constituencies, so people have an MP and that MP represents everyone in the constituency, whether they voted for them or not. Secondly, it provides an opportunity to change governments. Governments change regularly in this country. It's very important to know that you can throw the rascals out. Uh, a system of proportional representation might make that sort of much more much more difficult. Thirdly, if you get on to PR, exactly what sort of system do people want? There's a whole variety. I don't think anyone who supports first-past-the-post claims that it represents uh, proportionality in that um, critics are quite right. You can have a lot of votes but very few MPs. What the system does is it exaggerates... The trends in an election, in order to make sure there is a clear uh, choice of government, and more often than not, governments are produced that are single parties. They run the country, they are accountable, they can make changes, um, and then if they do a good job, they stay. If they don't, you can throw them out. Now, all those advantages are with first past the post. There is a disadvantage in terms of proportion. I wouldn't claim otherwise. But people have got to be sure if they want to change first past the post, which has served us well for you know, m- you know many, many. You hundreds of years, then they've got to be very sure what it is they want in return. If people want permanent coalitions, all the fuss we saw in the run-up to the election, who's going to get into bed with who, if people want that to be a permanent part of their life, go to PR.
4: Jake, what's your beef with First Past the Post?
29: (laughs) Well, I think um, it worked uh, a long time ago, uh, when there were basically only two parties, and I think that whether you like it or not, that system has changed. Um, We've been told that... uh, you know, this exaggerates trends, what it does is it just discards millions upon millions of votes and and never more so than now. Um, The Conservatives got 36% of the vote, but they've now got a majority government. Um, UKIP won 12.6% of the vote and they only got one MP. The SNP got 4.7% of the vote and they returned 56 MPs. I don't think the system is applicable now when we live uh, in a political landscape with many more parties and many more voices wanting to seek representation. But what
4: about the points that Alistair makes, the the, the reasons why, in his opinion, it wouldn't work? uh,
29: I think it would work. It works perfectly well in many, many countries. We're the weird ones uh, across the world. Um... And personally, I I quite like the Swiss model. At the moment, you you have to vote for a party that's got a manifesto with a fleet of policies in it. Uh, And you kind of have to pick the one that's got the fewest policies that you hate. It's kind of like buying a box of chocolates where you have to have the ones with all the centers that you don't really like. Whereas in Switzerland, uh, people vote sort of issue by issue uh, on legislation. So you might agree with one party on their policy on fracking, say you might not agree with them on their policy well, so on Europe, every time you that get
4: they, to vote each time. I was about to say, because so I don't know the Swiss system, every time that the, the, the government want to make a, a significant change or, or bring a bill through, you have to vote on
29: it. Um, it's called, I can't remember what it's called, it's called something like active democracy, and um, the way it works is that uh, if you can raise a petition with 100,000 signatures uh, on an issue, uh, it will go to a referendum. I mean, active if we democracy. Can vote Britain's got talent. <laughs> if we can manage well, to set that infrastructure up, surely.
4: If we, if there was a system where you could vote for your favourite party via text or by pressing your red button now, Jake, that might get more people involved. Alistair, the, the Swiss system, th- would that work?
28: Um, I think Ian, you ask your listeners whether they want to go to the polls once a week, once a month, and make decisions on everything that we're doing, and I think you get a fairly shirty answer. Um, I take I the. Agree. I, I think well, we tried it. we tried it with police commissioners, and no one bothered to go and vote for that I so, think if you were to ask the people of Scotland whether they
29: enjoyed having a referendum,
28: ah, oh no, no, fair point. The referendum, but the referendum was an extraordinary event that 's absolutely right, but if you were to do it all the time. Uh, Jake, as you suggest. I think the the attraction of that would pale. I, the argument about this being now a more pluralist society, more people involved in more parties, that is absolutely right. And there is no doubt that the two-party system, and therefore first-past-the-post, is under strain because as people now want choice in almost every aspect of their life, they look at the political parties, Liberal, Conservative, Labour, and say, why should we be corralled into that? That, Alison, that, is, is a, that is a big challenge to the parties. That's absolutely correct.
4: Alison, it, it, it is a fair, is it? I mean, whatever people think of UKIP, they did get four million votes, which is incredible, and only one MP. That can't be fair that all those people, that their opinion isn't being represented. I, I... I... I start by making the argument that if you look purely at terms of
28: proportion, our system does not provide that degree of fairness. That is quite right. But what our system provides is other things that are really important in government as well. Uh, you know, people forget uh, Blair's last government had a, 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 a lower percentage of uh, support than, than uh, David Cameron received. I don't recall people being out on the streets angrily marching the day after because Tony Blair had won in I 2005. Can tell you why I think the reason is the left-like losing uh, more than anyone else. Go on, Jake.
29: Uh, The reason being that this time, unlike last time, four and a half million more people voted for parties other than Labour, Conservative and Lib Dem compared to 2010. That's why. It's a massive proportion of the electorate. And to go back to history, you were sort of saying this has served us well for 200 years. Um, John Stuart Mill in 1861 said does it follow that the minority should have no representations at all? Is it necessary that the minority should never be heard? It seems to me that that's how you feel, because it serves you and the no. Labour Party extremely well. No, no, I, I don't say that. And, and, and I said
28: just a second ago, it, it, it is no doubt true that because now there seems to be a, a general sense that the major political parties will find it difficult to recover the 40, 45 plus percent of votes they used to have, something is something critical is in the system. I accept that entirely. But minority voices are not lost in this society. Um, it's more than just parliament. Parliament makes the ultimate decisions, but we are all influenced. Political parties are influenced by minority groups that campaign on various things. That's the way our system works. Well, well, some it's people an, might disagree delicate, with that, alistair It's a delicate balance. But just to say that just because people vote for a party that doesn't win, it's all a waste. I'm not so sure. But again, I come back. If you want to change this, fine. But then be very sure what it is you want to change to, and what it is you're trying to get in return for that change.
4: Jake, can I just—is this not the? the, the talk of of, uh, PR and um, the the, the kind of demonstration rights, whatever it was that was happening last night, is that not just sour
29: grapes? Um, Well, look, I think it's a very angry minority of people who feel that there is no other way to register their protest. And that kind of is where the argument for PR comes in. I'm not going to deny that. But... Here's the problem. When you deny all these people a voice, when you give people no political input into the process, that's when they start getting desperate, and that's when they start doing other things. I've heard a lot of arguments saying, well, you know, proportional representation is what allowed the Nazis to gain a foothold in the German parliament, which is baloney. It was nothing to do with that. They would have taken power by force anyway. The problem is, if you look at Northern Ireland, once people got brought into the democratic process, the terrorism started to abate. It's when you give people no voice in Parliament that they'll start getting desperate and they'll start turning to violent methods of no, protest. No, I think Jake I, I
28: think, Jake, I think that's a terribly dangerous argument that just because our political system does not produce proportionality in terms of votes, there is no voice in the political process, there is no point in people taking part in other forms of activity rather than being massed on the streets. I don't believe that's, that's right. As I say, uh, Parliament is much influenced by campaigning uh, that's done every day
29: by all sorts of groups when throughout when a million society, people took to the streets to protest against the war... That didn't have any influence, did it? No, no. But but more if than a million,
28: a more than a million people, more than a million people took to the streets in terms of the Countryside Alliance, and that didn't change Tony Blair's view uh, about hunting either. Right. There will, and I there agree will be, Should have
29: done. Listen, well, I'm not. But,
28: I'm not but, but that was my my own own no, 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 hold on, Hold on, hold on, That was one million people. You know, this is a country now of about sixty million people. You, you, if you want to dis- try and decide everything, firstly by majority, the majority is not always right. And how do you make sure that in a, in a, <laughs> In a process. Does it matter, a... Alistair, does it
4: matter no, if the Jake, majority Jake, are Jake, right
28: Jake, or not? Jake, Jake do, you want a, do you want a referendum on capital punishment? I mean, I think uh, there
29: has to be a referendum on capital punishment. Oh. I don't want capital punishment, but I accept that most people do. Oh, so
28: we should change the law, we should change the law, whether, you know, it someone should, like so me thinks it it's people. right or wrong. If it's the will of the people, then yes, I think well, you do. It, well, in that case, you, actually, you're not a politician. You're a majoritarianism. You know, you're a majoritarian. Yeah, you majoritarianist. Whatever, whatever the majority thinks must be right. I have That's to right. say, I'm not sure that is entirely correct. Gentlemen, gentlemen. And you have you a betrayed, political betrayed system. Your, your your Jake, to you to the got the electra? last
4: 30 seconds. No, it doesn't. G- <laughs> 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 uh, gentlemen, uh, Alistair, uh, let's give Jake the last 20 seconds. Go on, Jake.
29: I just think that this sort of is a very sad indictment where I think you don't trust people. And I think that people actually are very careful and very conscientious. I think when you look at juries, they take their job very, very seriously. And I think that the electorate, if they were given more responsibility, would take it as seriously uh, as they possibly could.
4: Jake, didn't didn't the British public vote um, Steve Brookstein as the winner of the X Factor one year? It <laughs> just okay, goes. to you got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're that not me, always right, gentlemen uh, I really appreciate. And, and didn't we have didn't
28: we have a vote only a handful of years ago on an alternative voting system, and the public said no?
4: Judgment. I'm going to end it there. You've been very good, sports. Thank you very much indeed, Alistair Burt, former Foreign Office Minister, Conservative MP for North East Bedfordshire, and uh, Jake Yap, who uh, uh, um, uh, supports the Green Party and is an excellent comedian. And I thoroughly recommend you go out and see him. <laughs>
0: There are queues on the M40 towards London from Junction 2 for
12: Beaconsfield towards the M25 because of an accident there between a van and a car. On the M1 northbound there's a lane closed between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 11 for Dunstable Road because of a breakdown and the M1 southbound is stop start from Junction 12 for Flitick to 9 for Redbourne. On the A1M southbound it's starting to look really busy from Junction 8 for Hitchin to 7 for Stevenage and the A1 southbound is slow approaching the Black Cat roundabout all the way back from the St Neots Junction. On the train to the 737 so Service from Luton to Bedford is delayed by 40 minutes. Samantha Bruff,
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Across beds, hearts, and bugs.
0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines A man from Luton was shocked to receive a letter threatening legal action against his 101 year old grandmother. She was sent a demand from the borough council saying she hadn't paid for her care. Ballot papers for the Bedfordshire Police referendum will be counted later today. Police Commissioner Ollie Martins wants the tax that people pay for the force to rise by nearly 16%. And Anton Deck have won two BAFTAs for Saturday Night Takeaway. Coronation Street won Best Soap. The weather will be mainly dry and warm with bright and sunny spells, turning cloudier this afternoon. Top temperatures around 22 degrees Celsius. That's 72 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stevenage drew one all at home to Southend in their League Two playoff semi final first leg. The second leg is at Southend on Thursday. Here's Stevenage manager, Graham Wesley.
18: I thought it was a pretty fair reflection of the game, if I'm honest. It ebbed and flowed, there were phases of the game where they were on top, where we were on top, both sides had chances. Both took one each, a terrific goal from Dino and a disappointing goal from us to concede from the set play. Honours, even I, I don't think it was an unfair reflection.
2: Wickham hosts Plymouth in their second leg, leading 3-2 after Saturday night's win in Devon. Plymouth had a healthy home support, something manager Graham, Graham Ainsworth hopes his fans will emulate.
19: Away from home with 15,000 fans behind them, wow! If they'd have had that every week, I'm sure it'd be it'd be flying in the league. You know, uh, it just goes to show. I think there was about six thousand here when we came earlier in the season. So um, I just thought that the Wickham fans have. Uh, take a note of that and go on and tell the mates to come along on Thursday and get behind us because we're going to need them. QPR
2: have been relegated from the Premier League, losing 6-0 at Manchester City. Elsewhere, a one-all draw for Liverpool at Chelsea all but ended their hopes of finishing in the top four this season. Tonight, Arsenal host Swansea. Harvard's Lewis Hamilton came second in the Spanish Grand Prix ahead of Sebastian Vettel, but behind his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg.
9: Here comes Nico Rosberg. He wins! He wins the Spanish Grand Prix!
23: but Hamilton will bring his car home in a fighting second place. He had to deal with Sebastian Vettel today. It cost him too much time, but he still maintains the championship lead, which is crucial to him. Woo-hoo! Yes! Go on!
26: Good job, Nico. Good job. Excellent race. Well managed. Really good job.
2: And finally, Andy Murray beat Rafael Nadal in straight sets in the final of the Madrid Open. BBC Three Counties News & Sport, Morris, 8 o'clock.
10: Down the road is where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend. So if you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel like that's hobo style. Maybe tomorrow I wanna to settle down. Until tomorrow. No one has ever told
4: You scared children don't have to be yours. 08459 four double five five double five. Just one quick thing, Sally Burko. Oh, I mean, why should would she have an affair with a man who looks like uh, Eric Morecambe on a bad day? It's a strange thing to. I mean, Sally Burko. Let's be honest. I mean, I I, I I bet. How can I phrase this? Carefully. I bet she's mucky. <laughs>
5: Well, I mean, that's the... Do you know what I mean, no, that's the image she's yeah. putting out. That's the image she's putting out with a bed I bet she's... I,
4: this is better. This is less litigious. I bet she's a good-time gal.
5: <laughs> no, I think that's is still that, as bad. Is that still as bad? Yeah.
4: Okay. This, OK.
5: But that's the image she's put out there. I just think, why is, why is this news? She's, Sally not got, she's not in a position of power. Who cares?
4: Cheated on common speaker husband John. Local and vocal. With mm. his cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got a few stories about him. With his cousin for almost a year. A friend said Sally, 45, and lawyer Alan Burko, 57, have been seeing each other since last summer and were completely in love. Oh, dear.
5: Love is blind. That would explain it.
4: Well, that would that would explain would explain it, wouldn't it, just? It would, wouldn't it it would, it just? Yeah. Love is strange. Where else is love, according to popular songs? Love, love is, is strange. a
5: battlefield. Yeah. There oh we go.
4: yes, um, yes. Uh, love is love is a four-letter word. There we go. Yeah. Love changes everything. No, that's not what love is, though, mate. Okay. That's what love does. We're not talking about what All love right, does. Uh... We're asking what love is. <laughs> We've got strange, right? I want to know what love is, Justin. <laughs> I want you to show me. I don't want you. I don't want to okay. know what love does. Okay,
5: Justin's you got some here? pictures he could
4: show you. I, I've seen those pictures. That That's not love, mate. You you like those pictures. That's not (laughs) love, mate.
5: I haven't seen them, but I feel like I have.
4: That's abusing photographic technology and BBC property.
5: (laughs) Love is all you need. Yeah, we go. Uh, Love is a many splendid thing.
4: Yeah. um, 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 Anyway, yeah, that was fun. Right, Justin. Gilbert O'Sullivan. He's going on tour. He's releasing a new album of Latin theme music. I bet that'll be rubbish. But he is playing June the 13th. Mm. Saturday, June the 13th. He is playing. It's my birthday week, then, guys. He's playing. Yes, it is. He's playing the St. Albans uh, Stadium, Arena. Let's get free tickets, Justin. He's doing it for you. He knows it's your birthday. He He is doing it for you. That's what legends do. They have special powers. I've I've
5: sent an email and I've done a tweet, so hopefully it's all in the pipeline. And
4: we're going to get Gilbert on the show, Justin. Hats off to Gilbert O'Sullivan. You've taken this to the streets. You've got the memories of uh, the public.
21: Yes, I have. And uh, to be fair, Ian, I could have probably filled uh, a whole three hours uh, Uh, of one of your programmes with his memories. As soon as you mention his name on the streets, people's faces, they just, well, they light up.
4: I imagine some may screw up in a... Who? <laughs> no. Oh no, the opera no, guys. No,
21: no, no people love him. I've been on the streets this morning getting people's memories of the great man Gilbert O'Sullivan. Here's what happened Taking it to the streets with j Dog. John your mum, oh she was in love with the man wasn't she?
29: Oh yes she did Yeah, she always used to listen to him and we, we grew up listening to, to to artists like that the, the old school
21: so there you are having a Sunday roast, and Sunday roast would not be complete without Gilbert in your house. No,
18: it wouldn't do, no. the old, on the old record player. Just the
21: emotion coming through your voice, is, when, you, when people talk about Gilbert, there's just, there's just something special, isn't
18: there? Well, there is, yes.
21: Madam, we're doing a big feature on the man, the legend, Gilbert. He's performing in St Albans. What's your memories behind his songs?
27: They were always... they had feeling. Yeah. He does you don't very often hear about him these days.
21: Well he's gonna come on the show and um, we're gonna go and see him live in St. Albans. You gonna come with us?
27: I might do. I'll see what if I'm if I'm busy <laughs> at the time.
21: <laughs> Gilbert O'Sullivan, sir, he means so much to you, doesn't he? He's has eat, yeah, yeah.
15: Yeah, I like Claire. Yeah, yeah,
21: yeah. Sir, the tan, the hair, Gilbert O'Sullivan, I put it to you, the greatest singer of all time. Yes or no? Yeah. Thanks
4: for your time. <laughs> <There> <laughs> Stetson. You go. Sorry? Doorbells. Okay. Well, <laughs> c- wait. Next time you see Sadiq. Yep. The question. Someone tweeted this. The question has to be, uh, Stetsons or doorbells. <laughs> <laughs> I love Stetson. Sadiq. Yeah. Well, we all love Sadiq. Legend. Sadiq. By the way, I think I think um, I'm taking some time off soon. I think that um, uh, Boss has spoken to Sadiq about filling in for me. He's
21: been such a hit. That would be an incredible experience. I'm not quite sure how many words he could fit into a three-hour programme, but he'd be good. Stetson doorbells.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I, it, it, I just think, you know, they're, they're thinking, uh, what's the phrase? Outside of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sadiq is certainly way outside that bag looking at it from a distance and going, yes. bag. <laughs> 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 Justin, yes. have you seen the picture of this hipster cop now?
21: I have, yes. And I think, you know, to, to be fair though, at the moment that's the fashion, to, to have a oh, hipster mate, beard. Mate,
4: but I don't want my police to be
21: fashionable. Yeah, but surely they're just going with the Flow, aren't they? There's, two it really things, matter?
5: there's two things that have taken this a step too far waxed tips the waxed tips yep. of that handlebar mustache are marking him out as a wally i'm going to say it mm. as a wally, right if you're a policeman your uniform is your status you don't freestyle with like you know with, with, with wax moustaches and also that that's a terrorist threat well, having a beard? Yes, mate. That.
4: In the Inspector Gadget film, the funniest thing uh, my boys laughed at was there was a news report and there's like a bad... I don't, have you seen Inspector Gadget in the movie, Just? No, I haven't, oh, no. It's brilliant. It got sl- What's it gets, about? It only gets like 4.1 on IMDb. Uh, but enough, good. We and the boys were laughing. And the funniest bit the boys laughed at, right, there's a bad... There's an evil Inspector Gadget. You know the premise of Inspector Gadget, don't you Gus? Yeah, yeah, He's course, a robot yeah. cop with... Ex- it's
5: basically Robocop. Yeah,
4: but he, he can move his arms and he's got a helicopter in his head and all this, right. There's an evil Inspector Gadget going around and there's a news reporter going, and uh, he even set fire to an old man's beard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just such a good line and it's delivered so well. But I'm just thinking, my yeah. boys, they've now been influenced by that movie. <laughs> They might see this hipster and, and set fire to his. Head. Suppose it is. IS. Yeah. You know, they, they kidnap his beard. But they hold on his guys. beard hostage. No, look. They chop it, his beard off. They've if, got previous.
21: If he can do the job, who cares if he's got a beard, if no. he's got tattoos, Seriously. if he's got earrings, if he's wearing a skirt. If he can no. do no, the no, no, job, no, no. what's the issue? Well,
5: one, earrings and skirts are easily pulled offable. Yeah, that's yeah, the, the, that. on yeah, the yeah, serious. Yep. The serious thing
4: about earrings and beards are uh, is that they are health and safety because you could grab hold of a beard and you can <laughs> cause a lot. They're serious. You can cause a lot of damage.
5: He's giving us that tash by waxing the ends of it. He's offering it up as a, as a something to grab. I think <laughs>
4: it's outrageous. Can you take it to the streets, Josh? Of course I can, with pleasure. An- here's another one. Yeah, go on. This is from Jill, who's a regular contributor to the show. And I... OK, she talks about the beard, OK? Of course coppers can have beards, as it would discriminate against Sikhs who have beards on religious grounds. The height restriction went down about 25 years ago. And here's the thing. To encourage Asian men and women to join, hmm. as their height average is shorter than Caucasians. Hmm. Are Asian men shorter than white people? I've is seen that, some tall Asians. Is that a th- I'm thinking about it? I don't think I've ever seen a tall Indian man or a tall Pakistani man. I don't think I have. Certainly, never seen a tall uh, Chinaman. Well, we know not, that. Well, yeah, I've that, never yeah. remarked on sh-
5: uh, the shortness generally of Asian men.
4: And uh, I, I J- Justin, yeah. Just tread carefully. Yes, oh, yes. dear. Can you try and find a tall Asian man for us today? Yes. Yes. I shall uh, go
21: looking is, on the streets.
5: How tall is sadiq Can you get him to step out of the cab?
21: Oh no, sadiq's quite short. Of he's, about, he is. he's about five foot three. But it's, it's not about how how tall he is. It's about what comes out of his mouth oh, it's and that's your goal. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Well, can, can you try and, and and this is a genuine thing. I'm not. Being, yeah. I'm being slightly flippant. But I, this we're is trying a, to prove Jill's rule. Yeah. Are Asian men? famously shorter than, than caucasians japanese uh, people are faced it's when you go to japan if you see a, Jap- a tall japanese person mm-hmm. or a japanese woman you know that's um built that's that's stacked you go core cool, blimey you don't see that very often
5: i knew a tall japanese uh, man called wataru
4: what a rude man <laughs> <laughs> took me a second justin Yes. I know you can do both of these. I know yeah. you can handle them delicately. Yes, yes, no problem. Thank you, Just. Take care. Ta ta.
5: He was really tall. He was about six foot, I'd reckon, six foot
4: <laughs> six four. Six not tall. Six foot four. Kelly, are you an Asian man? Because you're very short, aren't you?
12: Sorry, say that again. Probably
4: best you just say no.
12: What was the question? No, are you an Asian no.
4: man?
27: Am I an Asian man? Yes. <laughs> no. There
4: we go. Okay. Not just today. Not today. Is that a, genuinely, is that a thing?
5: I didn't notice it would be in a thing.
4: 08459 555. I don't know. I just, I just don't know. Eight one three double three. Start your text three. See, I will take some calls and texts after this. Travel news for beds,
1: cards, and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. The
12: M40 into London's really slow after an accident earlier. They're accused now from High Wycombe East all the way towards the M25 after there was an accident there with a van and a car. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's also busy at Junction 21 for the M1 to Junction 16 for the M40. And the M1 southbound is stop-start from Junction 12 for Flitick to 9 for Redbourne. On the A1 London Road, that's slow from the Ackbar at Georgetown Road towards Bedford Road at the Sandy Roundabout. And the A1 southbound is also looking really slow from Eaton-Soken towards the Black Cat Roundabout. In Bishop's Stortford, the A120 is busy in both directions between Bishop's Parkway and Ermine Street at the Puckeridge roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties. Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Of
4: course, you know what the um, the Japanese word for sandwiches, don't you? Sandwicha kind of if you, if you don't this is the trick in Japan if you don't know what the word is put you at the end mm-hmm. sanduichi or E you put sanduichi biru biru is keki. another keki keki ice cream no uh, honestly ice cream they don't ice- do the accent ice cream they do there was I was in a um, HMV over there and I was trying to find a Japanese band called the Pizzicato 5 now they're a Japanese band and their name is Pizzicato 5 uh-huh. and I was going to the lady Pizzicato 5 she's going I don't know what you're talking about mate you don't speak English Pizzicato 5 no no I went, Pizza cut the fiver. She went, ah, yes, <laughs> over here. Honestly, honestly, it's wonderful. Uh, 7.46, it's uh, Monday, the 11th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Luton says he was shocked to receive a letter from the council threatening legal action against his 101-year-old grandmother. The result of the Bedfordshire police referendum will be announced later today. And Mackenzie Crook won a BAFTA for the Detectorists. I recommend you go and buy it on DVD.
22: It's hearts and Bucks weather
4: BBC
1: three counties radio
22: good morning it's not a bad day out there today we've got a bit of high cloud the sunshine a bit hazy for parts <clears throat> Excuse me, but eventually we'll see the sunshine proper. A bit of thicker cloud moves in as through the middle part of the day, which we could see maybe a spot of rain, but it's unlikely. It looks like it's going to stay dry. The rain kind of disappears by the time it gets to us. And that cloud will then thin and break and we'll get some sunshine to end the day. It's going to feel quite warm as well today. We're looking at a maximum of 22 Celsius. Overnight tonight, clear at first, but then the cloud will increase. Could see some showers develop by dawn. The minimum, double figures at 10 Celsius. So rather showery to start with tomorrow. but it will clear quite quickly and then we're going to have a largely dry day. Sunny spells but a breeze tomorrow so it will feel a bit cooler. Maximum temperature 17 Celsius and that's your forecast. Every weekday morning.
23: Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist?
24: The JDS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It
25: will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that,
17: that, that is also true. That is also true. You
0: will always get some, but they are such... A
17: minority. I think a Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose.
23: The JDS show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. All
4: right, so are Asian people uh, tall or short? Uh, um, uh, Ian has emailed him. My mate Cully is a Sikh and is six foot four. Mm-hmm. My Chinese friend Chen is six foot five. Both are lanky and 10 stone wet through. He's right, actually, you do get a lot of tall Sikhs. Yes. And I'm not just including... the Minus the turban, there, you do get a lot of very tall, very broad um, Sikhs. What the hell is going on here? What, what the is hell Jill is... Jill
5: talking about? Jill,
4: what are you talking about? But Jill. maybe you get... I'm trying to think when I was in Pakistan. I didn't see... Didn't depends see many tall Pakistanis.
5: But isn't it all related to, you know, economics and, you know... No, mate, it's well, related to height. No, but are mean, you talking about? It's if height. You, if you don't get a great diet and stuff. So yeah. it depends where you go within those massive countries, surely.
4: Um, have you seen... Uh, the, 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 the
5: newspapers Spanish today... Spanish people are really short. I'm a giant there. I love it.
4: Newspapers today prove that, basically, the British public are idiots. And not just because of the results of the election. I don't... I'm being impartial. There are two stories in the Daily Mail that show that people are dumb.
5: Illustrate your point.
4: 24 pounds the, the mail do this every now and then. 24 pounds wrinkle cream that helps your skin get better over time. Does oh it though? for goodness sakes guys none of this stuff works. Drink water. makes you, you drink water, it makes you feel nice and it might make you look a little you know a little bit rosier in the cheek but that's it. It was billed as the elixir of youth that really could reduce the appearance of wrinkles. No, it won't do that. It might give you a bit of colour, a bit of glow, that's it.
5: It might make you a bit shinier and um, not as dry and then you won't see the wrinkles as much.
4: Now, Boots Protect and Perfect Serum. Serum has another apparent benefit with clinical backing, wow. The longer the longer you use it, the better it works. Mm. Clinical trials, gosh, they must have used a huge number to make this um, on eighty people over twelve months. So it's not a significant number. uh, Seems to have demonstrated the cream, which is designed for women aged thirty-five to forty-five years, has long-term results. One group applied the serum, which relaunched the art last year with a new recipe on one side of their face. And the original version of the cream on the other flippin heck uh an independent cl- clinical research. don't make guys these things don't work so that's i when i was in paris once i got tricked into buying some stuff for my eyes like the cream to rub on my eyes and I, for some reason i got sucked into it as i walked out
5: it wasn't dead sea stuff was it no I, I got tricked into that and she was a very good saleswoman
4: she was great this woman she made me feel so warm and loved yeah and then as I walked out, my girlfriend at the time went, why did you, of all people, fall for that? And the magic wore off. I was like, oh, nuts. That's like 20 quid on a load of rubbish. So there's that, right? There's that that shows what we are dumb.
5: And then there's this. Have you seen page 23 of the map? Yeah. I've seen the um, web phenomenon.
4: It's a growing trend.
5: Restaurants
4: serving food on shovels, <laughs> dustpin lids, even iPads. I've seen it on, um, I've seen it on blocks of wood. I've had food served to me on, um, like, a slate, on a cheese board, on a slate. I have been aware of the shovels. I've not seen it personally. I've been aware of the shovels. Uh, And I've been aware of the brick. Have you? Yeah, I've heard of the brick. I've not seen it, I've heard of the brick. And you'd have to be a brick to eat your food like this. Look at some of these, right?
5: Oh, but these are jokes, aren't they? These are people that are stitching it up. No, mate, these are real. No. These
4: are... uh, Across the country, gastropubs and restaurants desperate to be on trend are serving their food in flower pots, dog bowls, roof tiles, high-heeled shoes. Um, these are real pictures. An enterprising chap called Ross McGuinness has found, uh, founded a campaign group called We Want Plates. Mm-hmm. He's been inundated with pictures from disgruntled diners of their bizarre experiences. At one breakfast on the Isle of Man, the breakfast fry-up is served on a shovel... Elsewhere is being served not in a basket, but in a flat cap. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> Cocktails are no longer poured into elegant thin stem glasses or crystal tumblers. All drinks must be served in jam jars. Yeah, I've, oh, I've, I've seen had that, that.
5: Yeah, or oh, hipsters.
4: Retro milk bottles, fish bowls, toy treasure chests, and even ski boots. Oh, for crying out—Are are these are these real? I
5: don't believe the shoe one.
4: Um, croquettes in a trainer?
5: No, that's nonsense. I mean, um these. No, and the and I don't believe the ping pong bat either.
4: Oh, I believe the ping pong bat. No. Potato wedges on a ping pong bat.
5: No, why? Oh,
4: because lo- I tell you why. Because loads of trendy media companies have got a ping pong room now. They got ping pong rooms. Trust me, I've been to them. We uh, used to have one. Yeah, oh, for crying out loud. And in town, Birmingham City Centre, there's a ping-pong table in the middle of the centre. In London, in uh, Soho Square, there's two ping-pong tables. It's just used for tramps to sleep on. <laughs> it's more useful. Oh, for crying out loud. We want plates. We want plates. What you got, Boyles?
5: Um, oh, yeah, legal rights for chimps. What? Well, that's something we've all been crying out for. Hang on, it's page 11. Keep listening, Justin, this relates to you. Of the independent, what no-one um, reads in this place apart, apart from me. Yes, so this is the one story that that caught my eye. Chimpanzees will receive special legal rights recognising that they are autonomous and self-determining beings, oh, according f- to a lawyer f- who's right leading around. a US court fight on behalf of two chimps who vowed, I think the lawyer rather than the chimps vowing this, it's just a matter of time before they get the status they deserve. Professor Stephen Wise, a pr- president of the Non-Human Rights project the what non-human rights project what? is leading is it this is the thing leading a high profile court case in new york to secure the release of two chimps hercules and leo held at stony brook university in new york while he denies that they uh, would or should be granted human rights he believes people are finally starting to take seriously his claim that chimps have being unlawfully detained in zoos and research labs and they deserve to be granted personhood.
4: Yeah, they should be allowed to dress up as bellboys and carry your luggage to your hotel room. We, We all know that.
5: He wants us to stop treating them as things and treat them as persons instead.
4: Men are nipping out for uh, lunchtime anti-aging Botox jabs with one in five not telling his partner. Hang on a second, if you don't, well, sh- you wouldn't need to tell your partner because they'll come back and go, what's wrong, dear? You look terrified. I uh, have Botox. <laughs> I have Botox.
5: Don't look terrified. You look like you can't raise your eyebrows. I
4: have Botox. And I really love it. Why does anyone still get that stuff done, it's guys? Horrible. You can buy cream for twenty-four quid that does it for you. It's horrible. You can buy the cream. Is that? I didn't realise that Botox was still a thing. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd we'd kind of gotten over that.
5: They think that they've managed to refine it so you can't tell. They think wrong. You can tell there's always something a little bit odd about someone who can't, you know, either move their mouth well, properly or their eyebrows.
4: Anne Robinson, a woman I've I've had a mad, passionate love affair with for the last 20 years. You she told us so as well. She, yeah, I did tell her that I thought she was hot. Oh, Ian, you are very cheeky.
5: Whose mind is so tiny it can't be allowed out on its own. Hey, that's good. I know you just don't move your mouth. Um,
4: she. I'm. Hello, my name is Anne Robinson. No, I sat. No, I'm a. No. Anyway, well, she's 70 now. Wow. And she looks 40. She looks like a, a, a painting of a 40-year-old. A waxwork. She looks... I mean, it's an odd thing. It's an and, odd thing.
5: And then you've got Jackie Stallone.
4: Well, we've always got Jackie Stallone. We'll always have Jackie Stallone do listen? No, 08459 four double five five double five. I miss her. Here we go. This is good news uh, for, um, um, for, um, for the tobacco industry. Children as young as 10 are smoking to deal with the pressure of school exams. That's not the reason they're smoking. That's not the reason they're smoking because someone's given them a fag. It's not because exam stress. Ten-year-olds don't know about stress. One... uh, No, sorry. Out of 1,000 primary pupils...
5: Oh, it's not many. It's not 0.8%. It's the same kids who were knocking about round the back of the bike. Yeah, it's
4: always the same. Out of 1,000 primary pupils, eight had a fag, 37 ate chocolate, And 30 took high-sugar energy drinks before SATs, tests like... Well, that's nothing. Oh, I'm disappointed by that. I thought that was going to be a bigger figure. I thought we were going to be going, yes, at last, our kids are toughening themselves up a little bit. And 68% felt under pressure, with 55% fearing getting bad results.
5: Well, that's called exams. And do you know who did this
4: survey? This is weird. Have a guess who did a survey about kids uh, smoking and uh, being stressed under uh, exam conditions.
5: Uh, let's Revision Guides. Kellogg's. Kellogs. Kellogg's. Kellogg's.
4: Let's Study AIDS was the thing. Have they changed the title now? They're not called let's study aids anymore because that was the thing at school. I right?
5: had a teacher who used to scream across the uh, playground that people had AIDS because he'd read their um, let's study aids. He'd he'd, he'd read their um, their uh, what they called assignments and noticed that they just lifted entire paragraphs.
4: Kellogg's also also surveyed one that why would Kellogg's oh here we go, here we go. Oh,
5: instead they should have a healthy breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh ha 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 ha. Kellogg's also surveyed one thousand parents and twenty percent said children were too nervous to eat. On exam day, when of course they should be chowing down on cornflakes or any of the other tasty Kellogg's products. They
5: don't make cereal for anyone else. They
4: don't make cereal for anyone else. But actually, else. a
5: lot of the other ones taste the same. So um... I buy. I buy.
4: Uh, well, do you know what? Yeah, I buy. I buy store owned brands. You you love the tiger, don't you, Kels?
5: Love the tiger. You still
4: have an affair with the tiger? Uh huh, yeah, every morning. And is it the official tiger or is it shop's own brand? No,
27: the official tiger. Because the I...
5: frosted flake is just as good. I,
4: yeah, I, I, seriously, would you do me a favour, my darling? Yeah. Would you try own brand? Of course. All right, and then. Who's?
30: who's? Just, they call frosted flakes.
4: Just from the fella round the shop, round the corner. Just by like Nissa Happy Shopper own brand. Yeah. I think you're going to save yourself a few quid.
5: Okay, I think All the right. tiger's um, taking advantage of you. Oh, that tiger. That
4: blooming tiger.
1: <laughs>
0: There are delays on the M40
12: towards London from junction 3 for the High Wycombe, uh, High Wycombe East towards the junction 1A for the M25 after an accident. On the A1M southbound, a lane's been blocked by a bus fire between junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 4 for Hertford. And on the M1 southbound, it stop start from junction 12 for Flittick to 9 for Redbourne. The A1 is also slow southbound from the St. Nets junction towards the Black Hat roundabouts. And in Amersham on Gore Hill, that's looking very slow on the speed sensors between the A413 and the A40 London. Road, Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Sammy, thank you very much indeed. If you want to give us a call, uh, we're asking when have you scared children. Imagine being the Father Christmas at a party. Uh, Cause the, you're always gonna get a kid that cries at Father Christmas. You know why? Because it's terrifying! You can give us a call about that, or you know, you, you know the rules of the show, guys us a call about anything, for anybody on. 08 459 455 555. We'll talk after the news with Lee. Local and vocal across
0: beds, hearts and bucks.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Kindly, I knew the headlines. 101-year-old Luton woman threatened with court action. Counting in the Bedfordshire Police referendum takes place today. An exotic pets killed in St Albans arson attack.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: A man from Luton was shocked to receive a letter threatening legal action against his 101-year-old grandmother. She was sent a demand from the borough council saying she hadn't paid for her care. Her grandson David says the money can't be paid until he gets power of attorney.
17: My grandmother is in residential care and... Uh... You have to pay for that and that's absolutely fine, but I don't have control over her money and she doesn't understand that she needs to pay. Um, they, they want money from, from me and my family to for her to stay um, and we simply don't have it to magic out of the air, but we can use her savings and then go on to sell her house and then we can pay for it that way.
2: Ballot papers for the Bedfordshire Police referendum will be counted later today. Labour Police and Crime Commissioner Ollie Martins wants the amount people pay towards the force to rise by nearly 16%. But speaking earlier this year, David Cameron said Bedfordshire Police already had enough money.
16: I think what we've done is made available the funding that's necessary, and you can see that by the fact that crime here um, in this force has actually fallen over the last four years. So the police have done a good job. They've got the percentage of officers on the front line has gone up, they've got crime down, and I don't think the Police and Crime Commissioner is right to want to increase um, the council tax in this way.
2: Meanwhile, David Cameron will tell Conservative MPs this morning that renewing Britain's relationship with Europe is a priority following their general election victory. There'll be a referendum on Europe by the end of 2017. Our correspondent Chris Mason says the Prime Minister needs to make sure it isn't the only issue.
23: There are some within the Conservative fold who simply won't buy whatever renegotiation he manages uh, with Brussels and his fellow European leaders because they think that Britain will be better off out of the EU and so there will be divisions within
2: his, his party, there will be
23: divisions within others.
2: A horse box containing pet snakes and spiders has been destroyed by an arsonist in St Albans. Detectives say it was set alight in Keswick close at around half past three yesterday morning. Anton Deck have won two BAFTAs for Saturday Night Takeaway while Coronation Street won Best Soap. There were special awards for the TV news presenter John Snow and the entertainer Clive James. In sport, Stevenage drew one all at home to Southend in their League 2 playoff semi-final first leg. Dean Parrott had put the borough in front, the second leg is at South End on Thursday and Hertfordshire driver Lewis Hamilton was second in the Spanish Grand Prix behind teammate Nico Rosberg. The weather will be mainly dry and warm with bright and sunny spells today, turning cloudier this afternoon but top temperatures around 22 degrees Celsius, that's 72 degrees Fahrenheit. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk threecounties. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lee. It's kind of, um, well, I
4: mean, uh, It's kind of a quiet news day, really. So we're just sort of, you know, we're meandering through the stories, you know. We're asking, ever seen a tall Asian man? <laughs> I said that out loud and it made me laugh it made me laugh <laughs> we are genuinely asking that jill has said that the re- we're talking about coppers with beards right and i didn't hang on, let me finish this. hang on a second let me just get into it across beds hearts and bucks this
1: is bbc three counties radio
4: we're talking about coppers with beards i didn't think that um police officers were allowed to have beards because it's 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 dangerous the same reason they wear clip-on ties Um, Is so that they can't be strangled, and uh, the same reason that I thought they weren't allowed to have beards, so you couldn't pull it and use it, uh, use their head as a weapon. Uh, And you said, well, no, they're allowed to have beards nowadays, Um, and that you get shorter police officers has encouraged more more Asian people to join. Well, hang on, are Asian people small? I don't, I don't know. So we're asking that. Oh, eight four five nine. Four double five, five double five. That's how quiet a news day it is. We're asking, have you ever seen a tall Asian man? I, 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 you know, you can kind of get from that that we're scrabbling around a little bit. I mean, you
5: might be the tall Asian yes. man.
4: Yes, we think that we've seen tall Sikhs. Yeah, we have. We've seen tall Sikhs, but we We're not sure about the other. I've seen uh, tall
5: men. I'm just trying to remember what you know what flipping race they were.
4: Yes. Did, did you not ask them at the time?
5: I didn't notice that it was a thing. that's
4: uh, all. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Mm-hmm. I and mean, after the ge- results of the general election, um, uh, we're asking, do you think? Well, do you think the voting system is fair? We've had a lot of people kind of kicking off. oh, it's not fair. And um, I don't know if it is fair. But, I mean, the protest last night felt like sour grapes. Mm-hmm. You know, they won. They won uh, fair and square, legitimately, with the system we've got. So why are you going right, going around writing swear words on uh, war uh, memorials? Listen, I
5: quite like a placard. The swear no. words on the memorials not so much. I like the fact that people are able to go out and protest. But you know, what what do they expect to happen now?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's weird because they were just protesting the fact the government got in. Sure, well, I would suggest guys save your protests until they pass something that you don't like, and then amass your your um, uh, forces and then protest that. Michael Gove, what's Michael Gove in charge of now? Justice. Is, is, is he justice? I right, Michael so. Gove. that's Michael Gove who's pro-hanging, yeah? <laughs> oh, right, OK. The Michael Gove who, who his, I think his quote that popped up in an interview was, uh, I'd like uh, there to be, I would like justice to be fair under the shadow of the noose. It was oh, something oh like goodness that. Goodness. I've, I've paraphrased it a bit, but it was along those lines. He
5: used to be in charge of schools. Yay,
4: like- <laughs> <laughs> guys. Uh, Chris is on the line. Morning, Chris morning, you lot. <laughs> me, all right. How are you doing? You are right. Yeah, well, I don't want to leave girls out, do I? Well, the girls. The
24: girls.
4: Demo- democracy, mate. Democracy. De- democracy. <laughs> uh, what have you got for us, Chris? Right, those two fellows you had on earlier. Yes, we had uh, Alistair Burt, MP, and Jake Yap, uh, political uh, um, activist, I'm going to call him, and comedian. Yeah, um, no, yeah but the MP was the pillock. Oh, well, well, okay. go on. Why do you think he was a pillar? Well, the thing
24: is, right, we're supposed to live in a democracy,
4: right?
24: And um, I believe that there are certain things that should be put to the public and not left to 650 people in the House of the Commons, i.e. going to war. Reason being, it's our people who have to go out and fight it. We have to pay for it. Right. right, Yeah. and when we went out to um, Afghanistan and all these um, countries over there, yes. right, yes, we've caused more problems for ourselves than we've solved. Really, it's not our and decision. We haven't
4: left those countries. It's not in... our. De- it's not our decision. That's it's not our. Right. De- no, that's it was why. The that's why. Yeah, and that's why we elect. We elect um, governments to make the decisions on our behalf.
24: I know, but um, do you know what I've mean? noticed this election in? that they all don't seem to want to give the public um
4: a saying no, think once they've been you voted had, in. Chris, you had the say. You had the say last Thursday. That was your I say. You I, mean, picked... I, went, I went there and voted, and You're, so if the well, people that I that, that, that was I your say. To... See you yes. in five years' time.
24: Yeah, I know, and that's all they're interested in. But people that don't go out and vote will still learn about them, right? Right. But they shouldn't, because... They didn't
4: take up but the important yeah. vote. Well, I don't know how many of those people that were protesting last night did or didn't vote. But your 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 um, premise that we sh- they we, they should give us a say on everything is 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 flawed and it's wrong. First of all, people no, will get no, bored. not everything. Not everything. Just the things important that you think are important. Well, just the things you think are important. It's flawed because people couldn't be bothered to turn up for the general election, so people wouldn't bother turning up for this. I think something like eleven percent of people voted in the police and crime commissioners, and also that's their job. That's why we. Choose them is to make the decisions on our behalf. No, no, they treat us like numpties. That's bloke. Most people are numpties. Thank you. No, I genuinely think that. I think that most people. Listen, we've got the um, the, uh, in out referendum, in out shake it all about referendum coming up soon, right? Two years' time, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think that. Do you really think that the British public is intelligent enough on this subject to vote either way?
24: I have a split decision on that one, babe. <laughs> I'm thinking the people that were around when we first went into the common market and knew what this country was like before have a better idea than those no, that
4: were born no, whilst in the don't. common market. No one, no one, apart from a handful of people, knows whether being in or out of Europe would be good or... Turn your phone off. <laughs> No one knows whether being in or out of Europe will be good would would be a good or a bad idea. No but we don't know. You don't know. I don't know. No, but the thing is if We you can't choose think- it on emotion. Right. Okay. You were saying that bloke wants to bring
24: back hanging, the one that's in charge of um, the justice system, right?
4: Well, I, he's, I know he's in favour of it. I don't want to do a hanging thing. Let's go because let's keep it no, on. No, no. But it, it, the thing is, is that fair to put on 650 people or let the general public vote on that? No, go. But, 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 but go back to Europe. You've got the vote on Europe. Oh, yeah, you yeah, don't got... know it. You don't know the right answer. No, I
24: don't, and uh, to be honest, I didn't know the right answer in no. the election, but I went and done my vote because it is my right to vote, and I was hoping that maybe it's it more <laughs> of a protest vote than anything else. Obviously, oh, have
4: seen right? a very, very rude text that's been sent into to Catherine. Chris, listen, I'm going to move on. Thank you very much indeed. I don't want, the, I don't want an EU referendum because I don't know the answer. I consider myself a comparatively uh, intelligent man, at least a young man. I don't know the answer. I, as I've said before, what's, it's, I think it's called the latency effect. I believe the last person that speaks to me. So if I'm going into that ballot box, as I go in, someone says, Yeah, we should probably stay in Europe because it'd be good for jobs. Duh, okay. Or it's just I'm going in and someone goes, No, 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 we should be out of Europe, mate. You know that, don't you? It would make perfect sense. Save us millions. Okay. I don't know. Oh, 08459 five, 555. Five, five, five. We'll do some texts in a bit. Before that, let's do this story, shall we? Lutonborough Council is being criticised for threatening to take a 101-year-old woman to court. Tough guys. Her grandson, David Gore, has told the authority he will pay her care bills as soon as he's been granted power of eternity. Uh, eternity? Blimey, that's a power. Power of attorney. Well, it's since been sorted out. David spoke to the council on Saturday, and it's been sorted out. They're going to give him time to get power of attorney, sell the property, and... Uh, then make the payments so she um, Muriel uh, who's 101 won't be taken through the courts but for a while very nerve wracking for the family Colette McEaveney uh, regular contributor to the show from Age Concern in Luton morning Colette! Yeah. um a, a tough I mean it's all been sorted out now but but very stressful for the family
27: I think it's absolutely the worst time for families you often don't get much warning when somebody falls ill or starts being a bit frail or you know, suddenly they've got a diagnosis of dementia or some horrible illness. And there you are as a family, you're trying to do your best by them, there's so much going on, and frankly, it's one of those things that can get overlooked. So people do feel um, completely stressed out, you know, somebody you love, not being capable anymore, it's a blow to any family.
4: Uh, and and uh, y- y- to then get a letter saying, uh, pay up fella, otherwise we're going to take you to court, that's... Um, it's <sighs> upsetting. Isn't it just, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, What help is there for people to understand the system and the situation?
27: I mean, the, the first thing I would say is, and anybody who's listening this morning, whether you're 40 or whether you're 60, you need to think about getting your affairs in order. And a lot of people say, but I'm only 45, you know, it's far too young to think about these things. No, it is not. You don't know what's around the corner. You don't make a will for yourself, you make a will for the people that you leave behind. It's part of caring for them. So what you need to think about, you need to think about your financial arrangements, about, you know, power of attorney. Who could you ask? I mean, you might have two sons. One's great at that sort of thing. The other one, that would be, you know, just hell for him because he can't manage his own finances. You need to give some thought to all these issues while you're still able to.
4: Power of attorney is a tricky one because um, I've got power of attorney. over my mum, uh, me and my sister have joint power of attorney for health and financial matters. Mm -hmm. It can be exploited and also you need to do it... um, You need to do it before, you know, while the person is still aware of what's going on, don't you?
27: Absolutely. And, you know, that's the thing, Ian. I'm so glad you're doing the subject this morning. This is the advice I give anybody. If you think it's too early, it's exactly the right time. Yeah. Because if you leave it too late, then it is difficult, particularly around health issues, um, because you're emotionally caught up in wanting somebody to, you know, sort of um, follow a particular course of treatment. You know, like like you said to the last listener, you know, you you listen to the last person you spoke to. Mm. It's easy to forget some of the issues that are in there. And it's the same with finances. But it's really tricky. If you're listening, you know, you need to take the initiative for yourself because it's really tricky to say to somebody, I've had to do it personally, Mm. actually I don't think you can handle your finances anymore. Mm. Because on the one hand, you know, sort of my my old auntie, she was she was, you know, well, you know, you want your hands on my money. No, I don't. I just don't want you getting these horrible bills and your electricity getting cut off. And it's heartbreaking to
4: have to do, it's heartbreaking to realise that the people that have cared for you Mm. now the roles are reversed and you have to care for them.
27: It's that loss of independence. Well, but you know what, asking and discussing it with the people you love earlier saves them being put into a horrible position when you're not capable of making the decision for yourself.
4: Uh, I'm assuming, Colette, of course, that if, if, if people, you know, elderly or younger people with elderly relatives, if they've got concerns around this, that they could uh, give you a call or pop in and, and see one of your team Ab- to talk through this.
27: Absolutely. I mean, I'm and they're I'm more than welcome. There's also, if, if you feel that's a bit too full on for you at this exact point in time, there's lots of information out there. Go to direct.gov.uk and you can find out lots of stuff about powers of attorney and other financial arrangements. But I would urge everybody, if you do one thing this week, put it on your to-do list, think about it, have some conversations with people, even if they laugh at you and say, you're only 35, why on earth are you thinking about Mm -hmm. this? say, I don't know what's around the corner and I want to be organized.
4: And it's dead simple. You go to a solicitor and, you know, the, the, there's a few forms and a few questions yeah. and they kind of check to make sure that, that you, you know, that the person is, is, is well and is aware that's what's going on. And then you get a certificate and it just, it, it's made our life and mum's life so much easier.
27: Absolutely. And you know what? I think the difficult part of the thinking about it beforehand, mm. the thinking that, you know, guess what? I'm not immortal. You know, I have a couple of young kids to look after. You know, I've got a home. I've got bills to pay. If something horrible happens to me, Who's going to take the reins that? know mm. you know, that's the thing. You need to think that way.
4: Colette, always uh, always good to talk to you. Thank you. Colette McKeaveney from Age Concern in Luton, 8.15, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1N, two lanes are closed southbound from junction 6 for Welling
12: Garden City to 4 for Hartford. That's because of buses on fire. On the M40 into London, there was an accident at the M25, which was causing delays back to High Wycombe, but they do seem to be easing off looking at the speed sensors. In High Wycombe, though, the A404 is slow southbound from the M40 at the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout towards the Bisham roundabout. And on the M1 southbound, it's very slow from junction 12 for Flittick to 11 for Dunstable. In Bishop Sortford, on the speed sensors, the A120 is looking slow in both directions between Haddon Road and Ermine Street at the Puckeridge roundabout. And looking at the train departure boards, there are no major delays right now. Samantha Brough, BBC
4: Three Counties Radio. Yeah, nice one, Sammy. Thanks, mate. Eight sixteen. It's Monday. It's the eleventh of May. The eleventh of May, guys. We're nearly halfway through this year. It was Christmas the other day. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council says it won't follow up its threat to take legal action against the 101-year-old woman over the pay for her care. People in Bedfordshire will find out today if they have to pay for uh, more for the police. Oh, dear, and a horse... Sorry, this, this, this headline threw me. Listen to this, Catherine. A horse box containing pet snakes and spiders has been destroyed by an arsonist in St Albans. Isn't that horrible? Isn't that oh, a horrible headline? You see three counties. Oh radio. Sorry, that threw me that headline. Mm. That was horrible.
23: What, the uh, thought of a, a horse box full of snakes and reptiles? Being set alight. Yes. Well, yes. That, that Yes, that bit. Um, you're right. Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Did you have
4: a good weekend? I
23: had a very nice weekend, thank you. Did we gardening? Ooh.
4: Do you do a bit of
29: gardening no, i
4: didn't <laughs> no, know gardening <laughs> i hate gardening do you i had a good weekend though uh i went to a uh, uh, fate on uh, saturday dressed as the batman and the Batman, right and i scared my child because he wasn't he d- didn't know who i was i had the the cow along you see and uh, it was fun milkshakes bouncy castle that kind of stuff you'd have loved it and then uh <laughs> i stayed up and watched a film about zombie nazis Oh. Yeah, it was Yeah, now you're interested. Now you're yeah, you're not laughing. Yeah.
23: This sounds uh,
4: zombie Nazis. Uh, frozen, this sounds like
23: a very different weekend to mine.
4: Frozen underground, and um, then on Sunday uh, watched the Bob Dylan film, and then I went swimming with the boys. It was great. Right. When I say the boys, I mean my children, not the lads. We didn't go, right. Hey guys, let's go for a swim the <laughs> leisure So it was, all in all, it was a thoroughly good weekend. Oh mate. good, yeah, really nice. Thanks.
23: My uh, my next door neighbour was as I was doing this gardening. My next door neighbour gave me a bit of advice. Yeah. Because um, I got some I got some weeds, vine weeds. Oh yeah, in my garden, you know, they kind of wrap themselves around all your plants. So I was telling my next door neighbour, not Japanese, not weed. Who's a, No, it's oh. not that. But I was telling my next door neighbour who's a senior citizen, and she said, "Do you know what? Do you know what her method was?" Oh God, is it racist?
20: <laughs>
1: no, oh, God, okay. It's
23: not racist. I just want you
4: said, but senior citizen. I'm imagining you live, live somewhere quite posh, so
23: I just put the two together. No, my my uh, next door neighbour said I need to get a paintbrush. Oh yeah, and apparently you have to paint the leaves of the weeds, you have to get in the flower bed and paint each leaf oh, with about. weed killer oh. and uh, she said you need to get yourself just a little paintbrush, just so you can get all on. So is that seriously what I have to do? I have no. to get in a flower bed and I have to spend an entire day painting the leaves of oh, weeds for goodness to sakes. kill them. Well, can't you just rip it up? Apparently they keep coming back, because that's what I've been doing, and the blooming things uh, we, keep coming back.
4: I know the thing, it's, it's, it grows really quickly, it's long and thin. Yeah, and it wraps, it yeah, just yeah. strangles. Oh, the just better. pull it off. Just go in the garden and pull it off. I do that. Right. I, I pull it off in the garden. Do you? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, you got to grab it quite hard, you've got to be really firm with it, and just give it a good yank, and eventually it comes off. Right. I mean, it comes back after a while, but, you know, then you just pull it but off again.
29: May,
23: maybe this painting the leaves thing is the answer. Apparently it's the only thing that really works. I would take great delight in knowing that you've spent a weekend on your hands well, and knees with a little you were model saying, paintbrush. You were painting. saying you'd like to come round to my place. How about we have a weed painting sesh? You come round. Is there a barbecue involved? Uh, I'll bring
4: sandwiches... Yes. All right. Go on. I'm up for that. I will okay. bring sandwiches and my Xbox. You're going to
23: come to? I'll bring the what, DVD what? of the um the, the. We won't have time for that. We'll be too busy painting. We oh, we'll need to Oh, we we'll
4: need to relax. When we strip down to our underpants because what? it's so hot, we can uh, then go and watch uh, Zombie Nazis. I'll bring that on DVD. Dead Snow. This is great. What's the address? No, What's the address?
23: I'm sensing you're not the right person to do this. No, 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 weed no, no, no!
4: I'll do it. Honestly, I'll be brilliant at it. I'm, I'm not the best. I'm you in your I'm pants. The, I am the best at weed paint. All right, I'll take them off. What? what? <laughs> Imagine that, me <laughs> naked. It was naked gardening weekend naked. the other week. Naked in my flower bed painting vine Oh, Jonathan. You, you do know how to tease. What is on your show this morning? Let's get that image out oh, of my mind. God.
23: Well, exactly. Get it out of my mind, quick. Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, do you think the Labour Party should listen to Tony Blair? Oh. In the wake of their crushing election defeat, Tony Blair says the Labour Party must move from the left to the centre ground. He says the party must prove that they're the party of ambition and aspiration, not just compassion and care. Former Labour Business Secretary Peter Mandelson agrees that Ed Miliband's move to the left was a mistake and he should never have ditched new Labour. Mm. Well, From Nine this morning, I'd like your reaction to this. Do you think the Labour Party should listen to Tony Blair? Do you think it's absolutely right? Does ultimately the Labour Party need to be more Tony Blair-like? From nine this morning, we'll debate it, and I'd like your reaction as well. Maybe you were one of those voters that voted Conservative at the last election, but Mm. previously, when Tony Blair was in charge of the Labour Party, you always voted for him. Do you think if there was a more Tony Blair-like leader,
4: you might switch back? You've seen the two plums that are putting their names up at the moment. Andy Burnham, Chuka Amunat. Oh, for goodness' sakes, guys! We want you want a leader, Labour. You want a leader. You want someone who's you know whether you like Tony Blair or not. He was a leader. Andy Burnham. Yes. Sorry, tangent. <laughs> don't don't sit on that fence. I just will think you? they want someone with a bit of charisma to go in there now.
23: Who's left? Oh, not many. You know, and that's the problem, isn't it? Because very often in the Labour Party, mm. those that have the most personality mm. are the most left wing. You know, yeah, I'm thinking right. someone like Diane
4: Abbott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Diane
23: Abbott's got loads of personality, but she's very much on the left yeah, of the party, right, isn't yeah. she? Yeah.
4: There's the more centre they go, the, the, blander, they the go. blander
23: they go. The blander they go, absolutely. But then I guess that's the that's the same with any of the political parties, isn't it, really? mm those, the, the big conservatives with all the personality tend to be the most right-wing. Yes, you're right. From nine this morning, do you think the Labour Party should listen to Tony Blair? I'll take your calls on 08459455555. Original British drama
29: on BBC One. Two magicians shall appear in England. The name of one shall be Fearfulness. I am the man who is destined to restore magic to England. The name of the other,
2: Arrogance. It is time for me to become the magician I am destined to be. The first shall be governed by thieves and murderers.
27: Mr. Strange should know what kind of a man he is dealing with.
2: The second shall conspire at his own destruction. It is the magician who thwarts us.
28: We must destroy him utterly.
22: Starring Eddie Marzen and Bertie Carvel, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Starts on Sunday night at nine on BBC One. No, BBC one. You, you say who? He's the... Um, you've still not seen Tyrannosaur yet, have
4: you? No. He's One of them is the husband in Tyrannosaur. He's a brilliant actor. You'd know him if he's got squinty eyes.
5: Uh, squinty eyes.
4: You'd know him if you saw him. He kind of pops up in the background of things. He's a really good actor, actually. Let's have a look. Um, and he's brilliant in Tyrannosaur. Well, why
5: are they giving names, then? Why don't they just say the squinty-eye bloke from Tyrannosaur? <laughs> well,
4: because it's kind of an obscure reference. Wow.
5: Well gives you something to Google, doesn't it?
4: Have a little Google, mate. Well, I, Oh, uh, that fella? Yeah.
5: All oh, right. yeah, it looks a bit like a Mitchell brother. Squinty eyes. Mm, I
4: don't know. Are we looking at the same guy?
5: I'm looking at this guy.
4: It's from Ty- Tyrannosaur? Yeah. The, the husband?
5: Yeah, it looks a bit like a sort of...
4: Nothing fella. like a Mitchell brother, mate. Yeah, he does. It looks like a thumb, looks it's nothing like a thumb in a suit.
5: He looks nothing <laughs> like a
4: Mitchell brother, mate.
5: <laughs> Kelly? Yeah. Mitchell brother, isn't it. <laughs> you know when...
4: Mitchell brother... Well, he's not bald, mate, so... uh oh, this
5: uh, fella uh, is. Who's this, then? Uh, maybe I've got the wrong fella. Oh, that fella looks a bit like Lee Agnew.
4: Yeah, Lee Agnew, that's it. He looks like Lee Agnew.
5: Who's the thumb?
4: I don't know who the thumb is, but Lee Agnew, yeah. That's the... And you recognise him, don't you? Yes, I do. OK, you work with him nearly every day, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Thing we got there in the end just i think so you're
21: right fella yes yourself yeah good you found any tall asians uh, no i'm still looking but uh the morning is young what 8 25 yeah. uh, you're on till nine leave it with me boss i'm convinced i can find you a tall oh, asian before we had a text nine.
5: through where someone's get the wrong end of the stick on this okay michael and st it's you two going on about a supposed stereotype or aspect of asian people stop acting like and then there's two four-letter words that asterisked out and i'm i'm guessing it's probably the worst word in the world and something else yep, it's quite yep, bad yep. Um, no, Michael. It wasn't us that said it. We apparently that that's the reason why they changed the height restriction according to Jill. Yeah, oh, yeah, so we're yeah, trying yeah, to no, work no, out whether Jill's telling us yeah, nonsense. Yeah, Jill says that
4: the Asian men are generally shorter than Caucasian uh, men, uh, and we've established that you, you do get tall Sikhs. It's not. It, it, it's the jo- the joy of doing this show. And we've lost I've lost this a little bit recently, uh, uh, and I'm kind of getting it back. Is that just asking like a really simple, obvious question that people go, "Oh, let's not ask that because it's offensive," or "Let's not ask that because it's too obvious." Turns out a lot of people don't know the answer to the obvious. Questions, mm. uh, and so that's that's all that's all we're doing, Justin. Well, I'm still looking. Put it that way. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you're looking. Yeah. Uh, it, it's good. You, you've taken the hipster cop to the streets, haven't you? Yeah. Over the weekend, uh,
21: Twitter went into meltdown. Um, that this policeman, and it's a bit shocking to be fair. I've, I've never seen a copper look like this before. Oh, it's ridiculous, mate. He was uh, a copper at uh, an English Defence League march. He's got a massive, great big beard. He's got the handlebars turned up. He's a hipster. He's
4: looking a bit too cool. You think it's wrong, don't you? I do think it's wrong, mate. I think it's out of order. Well, I think <laughs> out it's, of order. I think, A, it's scruffy. Yeah. I think it's scruffy. And I think the police... I th- Honestly, I think the police should look smart. And, B... It's a liability. Someone could grab that, set fire to that, cut it off, <laughs> hold it hostage, do all kinds of stuff.
5: I think it marks him out as being different, and that's got to be dangerous. It makes him more of a target, doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't
4: it, just? Well,
21: I've taken this one to the streets. I've taken the picture of the hipster copper to get people's reaction. Is this acceptable or not? Here's what people had to say. I
13: think it's perfect. Fair play to him.
21: No problem at all. Some people are saying, you, if you want to be a policeman, you shouldn't be going around with a beard like that.
13: Ridiculous! If you want to be a policeman nowadays, you need to be connecting with the community, and I think that's what he's doing.
21: You think that hipster beard connects him with the community? Absolutely. Why not? It makes him
13: different. It makes him approachable. Makes him unique. That's what policing's all about, isn't it?
18: That's well, a load of rubbish, and it? it's like tattoos as well. What's the problem with him trying tattoos? It's- I mean,
21: looking at that picture, is he not taking it a step too far, especially with the tash and the handlebars? No, it's better, isn't it? (laughs) It's better. (laughs) Would you respect a policeman like that, though? Yeah, definitely. He looks a bit more intimidating, doesn't he, with a beard, rather than clean shaven. Ah, right, so you think he can do his job better with a beard? Yeah, definitely, yeah.
17: No, I think he looks... OK, especially today, yeah. uh, as beards are now uh, in a height of fashion. I'm a barber and I, I know this. Uh, a lot of young He's men, respectable people, even professionals have beards these even days. Even women.
21: Just lastly, do you like my beard?
29: It's very good, do you like mine? I like it. <laughs> well, I like the policeman's beard too. Hashtag beard love. Anyway, tell that lot to uh, well, I don't know, get a life. Nice. What do you
21: think about that beard, madam? I think that's very wrong because it shouldn't be like that. It should be
24: quite respectable people and people that can look upon them, but that's wrong.
21: So if he's got a beard, you don't respect him?
24: No, you don't have a high respect
21: because... um, No, I I don't... simply because of a beard? Yeah. I've got a beard. you not respect me, then? No,
24: it's a different kind of um,
21: job, isn't it? Different kind of job. The pub's opened early today, Just. Uh, by the sounds of it, yes. Yeah. Some unusual answers. People saying, don't do you know what, he's got a beard, he's got a beard, he can do his job better with a beard. He's
4: more intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> he can do his job better with a beard, and then people saying they don't respect a beard.
21: I know, incredible.
4: Uh, just it. Oh, sorry, can I just say one thing?
1: Mm. good morning, sir. <laughs>
4: Speak to you later. Thanks. <laughs>
1: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 M southbound, two lanes are closed between Junction
12: 6, for Wellington City, and 4 for for Hertford. That's because of a bus fire causing some delays. And the M1 southbound has a lane closed between Junction 12. For... 12 for Flytic to 11 for Dunstable. That's because a car's broken down, causing it to be really slow. The M40 into London slow from junction 5 for Stoke and Church to 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabouts. And in High Wycombe as well, the A40 London road's looking really busy in both directions. Nearby in Amersham, Gore Hill is slow between the A413 and the A40 London road southbound. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Daytime Leag New. The headlines. Luton Borough Council is being criticised for threatening to take a 101 year old woman to court. The woman's grandson says her care bill can't be paid until he manages to get power of attorney. Ballot papers for the Bedfordshire Police referendum are being counted today. The amount people pay for the police in the county could rise by nearly 16%. And a horse box containing pet snakes and spiders has been destroyed by an arsonist in St Albans. Detectives say it was set alight in Keswick Close around half. Off past three yesterday morning. The weather will be mainly dry and warm with bright and sunny spells, turning cloudier this afternoon though. But top temperatures around 22 degrees Celsius that's 72 degrees Fahrenheit. Three counties sports
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Stevenage drew one all at home to Southend in their League Two playoff semi final first leg. Dean Parrott had put the borough in front. The second leg is at Southend on Thursday. Here's Stevenage manager Graham Wesley.
18: Well the opportunities there for one of the teams to win a game of football over 90 minutes and go to a Wembley final. If you were given that opportunity at the beginning of the season to play a one-off game to, to go to Wembley to, to play for promotion, um, I think everybody in the league would probably take it. So uh, a great opportunity for us. We've got to get ourselves right.
2: Wickham hosts Plymouth in their second leg, leading 3-2 after Saturday night's win in Devon. Plymouth had a healthy home support, something manager Gareth Ainsworth hopes his fans will
19: emulate. Away from home with 15,000 fans behind them. Wow, if they'd have had that every week, I'm sure they'd be, they'd be flying in the league. You know? uh, it just goes to show I think there was about 6,000. Hasn't he, when we came earlier in the season, so um, I just hope that the Wickham fans have, uh, have taken note of that and go home and tell all the mates to come along on Thursday and get behind us because we're going to need them. QPR have been
2: relegated from the Premier League, losing 6-0 at Manchester City. Elsewhere, a one-all draw for Liverpool at Chelsea all but ended their hopes of finishing in the top four this season. Tonight, Arsenal host Swansea. Half a choose Lewis Hamilton came second in the Spanish Grand Prix ahead of Sebastian Vettel, but behind his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg. Hamilton says technical problems were to blame, but he's pleased for the team to claim a victory. I've
16: not had a bad start for a long time, so um, I don't think there's a reason for that, but. We'll work on that and try to improve for the next race. The pit stops made it very, very tricky. The team made it pretty hard for me this day, so, uh, uh, but I did everything I could and I'm glad that I could back Nico up uh, for the team.
2: And finally, Andy Murray has won his second tennis tournament on clay within a week. He beat Rafa Nadal in straight sets in the final of the Madrid Open. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock.
26: Sailed their ship around the globe, so they called it the United World. The ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore. a watchful pair of eyes yeah! and living in the valley were people lost in time ruled over by a tyrant whose face was in a mask. Yeah! the children must defeat him so they can escape at last from the Lost Islands
7: the Lost Islands
4: that was the chair what I don't get, right, and I, this really annoys me, Kelly, you're you're young, you're hip, you're cool to the scene. Thanks. No worries, mate, that is not a problem at all. Have you ever seen the television programme Episodes? No. Flippin' heck. Episodes. I've heard of it, but no. Tamsin' Greg.
5: It's got your favourite oh, in it. I love
4: Tamsin' Greg.
5: But it's also got Mangan.
4: Stephen Mangan, hi. I'm in low rent. Uh, Steve Coogan. I've got the teeth and the frizzy hair and none
5: of the flipping talent. So likable though. And Matt,
4: so it's the thing, right? Where uh, Tamsin Greg, oh, she's beautiful, and Stephen Mangan uh, hang out with Matt LeBlanc, and mm. they're writing like a sitcom for yeah. him, right? It's series four. Have you ever seen it?
5: No. It is awful. But They're making it for America, so it's never no. ending series, isn't it?
4: They're not. They're making it's British. It's a British programme. Don't they flog it over there? They probably do flog it over there, but it's British. uh, And most of the Americans in it are British. Oh. Doing those bad American accents. You know when you're trying to do an American accent, you're trying to do a genuine American accent because you're actually playing an American... There are always British people doing American... No British person can do a successful American accent.
5: Well, not even house. No, he can't! I love him over there. I think the, the the advantage we've got as Brits doing an American accent is America is so massive that even if anywhere. you've got a bit of a hokey accent, people go, oh, he's just from out of town. The
4: only half-decent American accent uh, done by a Brit is Egg in The Walking Dead. I ain't seen it. Egg was in um, This this Life.
5: Yeah, i seen him in that. He did a British accent. Well,
4: imagine Egg, but doing an American accent because I'm an undercover cop in the world run over by zombies. Which told he's not undercover. David... Hello. Can you do an American accent? Gee, no. See, nobody can do it. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. The last twenty five minutes of the show. Can I we can, find?
5: I can do the one that talks like that. But that's not obviously not American. That's how they talk out of And Ab- it'll be bits stuff. Hail, hail, that saying.
4: David, you've not called in about American accents, and I'm sorry for involving you in our nonsense. What have you called in about?
25: Yeah, I was going to say that uh, you, you saw the um, victory in Europe celebrations yesterday. Well,
4: I didn't see it, but yes, they took place. Yes, so the whole week yeah. there was a whole weekend, wasn't there, of it?
25: Yeah, well, they had all the veterans going past, yep. etc. Getting and, kissed and, by
4: dollybirds, no doubt.
25: And. Uh, uh, with all their medals, and in Westminster Abbey, yeah. And uh, then the shot goes round, and there is Prince Edward oh. with a row of, row, <laughs> row of medals on his chest. Oh,
4: mate, <laughs> well, you, well I don't, qu- David, I've seen a picture of this somewhere in the paper. You can't question all of the brave, brave work that Prince Edward did in fringe theatre in the nineteen eighties.
25: <laughs> yeah, and he got he got he got kicked out of the Royal Marines because he weren't good enough, and he's got a load of medals. Um, and it's really to me i think that's a disgrace for all the um the veterans that fought in the war well, and actually did, fought what know? did prince
4: philip do cuz prince philip it says here in the daily mail decorated prince philip dazzling array of medals but i mean did he you know did he kill him did he see combat it, wasn't he a greek yes, he na- did. wasn't he a greek he
5: naval did. officer
25: he was a naval officer he did see he did see uh, action
4: did he did, he's got hang, hang on, on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. He's got 17 medals. Did he see 17 medals worth of action? Well, I
25: don't know. Would look like Prince Charles? He, But Prince Andrew did uh, fought...
4: I wonder where you are going with that. Did Yeah, we know he, he did. Cue yeah, Start. We don't
25: have got go other things. No. But um, he, he did fought in the Falklands as a uh, as Royal Naval helicopter yeah, but pirate. Did he,
4: but, yeah, but did he fight in the Falklands, or was he there, you know, as a little bit of PR? I, I'm sure Prince Andrew and I'm sure Prince um, um, uh, Harry, Mm. their lives were never actually in danger, were they?
5: I don't know. I I think that in hardness quotients, I think probably Harry is harder.
4: Don't you? You know what I'm saying about Prince
25: Edward. It seems a bit of a disgrace. I know what you mean, yeah. The veterans, you know, have thought my father was in the second wave of D-Day, he passed away years ago but it, it, you've got people there with the medals, which they fought There was a, they interviewed a woman there who uh, got medals for her. she was in the army, etc uh, but Edward has done nothing uh, and they give, you get all these foreign despots like um, Idi Amin years ago and they used to laugh he used to give himself medals wow. what's the difference, what is wow. the difference
4: yes. Hang on a second, David did do that he compared Prince Edward to Idi Amin of all people, wowzers <laughs> That's a leap, David.
5: Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've, got Dave- a th- I've got a theory. Go maybe David and Ian we're getting it all wrong, and Edward did things undercover that we would never find out about unless I- we were going to be shot. Well, that's the rumor. <laughs> well, maybe he's maybe he's <laughs> yeah, our secret.
4: Yeah, is- a- David. Yes, David got the. David <laughs> got I the know, reference. I did too. David got the. Maybe reference. he's that's,
5: our secret lethal weapon.
4: That's why I. I that's why I closed his microphone. David, thank you very much indeed, uh, 08459 4555, I really hope that Blue performed well at that concert on Saturday night, I didn't see it, I did the two minute silence on Friday, oh. how bad is it to speak during the two minute silence?
5: Pretty bad. Because
4: we had, I uh, was doing it on another station and We had it, and we had people phoning up saying well I was in the supermarket and uh, there were people talking and still shopping.
5: Depends how aware of it they are. It's not their fault if it's not been flagged off, is it? All
4: right, here we go. Uh, At risk of upsetting the Daily Mail. So we're doing the two-minute silence on another radio station, observing the silence. And then I went onto the intercom to speak to my producer. Do I still get paid for this? I mean, it was was flippant, it was uh, light-hearted, it was probably incredibly offensive and disrespectful. That's why I didn't do it. I only thought about doing it. Thought
5: about doing it. This is um, disrespectful and racist. So, So is this.
4: Wow, that's disrespectful. That's, yeah, but this is, this is
5: disrespectful and racist. Yeah, go on. And wrong, the three.
4: What, just, it's not Justin. him we're going to, is it? I it's not on the screen.
5: US Diner offers <laughs> 10% off for only to whites. Yes, this is happening in America oh, wow.
4: right now.
5: A restaurant in the United States has been branded racist, well, I think it's racist, for plans to give a 10% discount exclusively to white customers because all Americans should be celebrated. Oh. This restaurant's called the Rubbing Butts Barbecue and Country Cafe. <gasps>
4: I say, I don't think I'd want a discount in rubbing butts. I've got a membership card.
5: It's created a white appreciation day on June the 11th. Is that your birthday?
4: No, 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 no. Unfortunately, I can move my birthday.
5: When the offer will be available. Edgar Antillon, uh, the owner of the eatery... What's it called again? (laughs) Rubbing Butts Barbecue.
4: Rubbing Butts Barbecue, yep, 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 yep. It's a way to start a fire, isn't it? Really.
5: (laughs) Take your ages, though.
4: Yeah, well, but what fun.
5: Get really tired
4: arms. and Mm. And a very... Hot butts. Oh, I imagine rubbing butts with somebody else's butts. <laughs> was I, was, I was imagining that. Back no, I to think back. it's
5: because they call it. A, you know, they rub their meat, don't they, for the barbecue?
4: Is that what the are, do they? Yes. Uh,
5: anyway, it's an alternative uh, to um, to leaving it to you know stewing it on the. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, bit, bit of sauce with that?
5: Edgar Antilon, uh, I prefer rub. Edgar Antilon, no. owner of the eatery in Milliken near Denver, Colorado, oh, said, yeah. we have a whole month for Black History Month, we have a whole month for Hispanic Heritage Month, so we figured the least we could do is offer one day to appreciate the white American. Hang on a second.
4: That's not... A, that's,
5: that, that, that's not... Uh, that's do not a bad a s- point. Well, I think the others would suggest that's that not a bad point. You have to, I mean, it is an I think the others argument. would suggest that the rest of the tel- ten months of the year is appreciated. Yeah, but the white the, but but
4: the, you, you get the argument, don't you? Well, you you, you know, you have a black police federation. What, what what if I were to start a white white police federation? And um, it uh, do you know. <sighs> I mean, it would, it would only work if he w- and it still wouldn't work, but it would only work, it would work better if, you know, one day it was, it was blacks got 10% off and the next day whites got 10% mm-hmm. off, but I can sort of see the, uh, I'm, I'm struggling to argue against the argument.
5: Are you? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's got a really good one. If you want to YouTube that, Morgan Freeman gets asked about Black History Month and he says it's ridiculous. He says, why well, don't you just call it American History Month? You don't have a white Am- history month. So yeah. he's, he argues it as well. But, I mean, I think that he's making the point quite ham-fistedly here. Yes. Uh, the do they owner- do
4: ham-fists as well? I would love... I could murder a ham-fist well, right now. Well, uh, at
5: rubbing butts, yeah, Yay. so they do. Ricardo Romero, a local civil rights activist, called the plan a perpetuation of racism. Others backed the move on the restaurant's Facebook page with one supporter writing, I've always wondered when America would ever celebrate white heritage. Thank you.
4: How do you spell Robin butts?
5: R-U-B-B-I-N. Yep. Apostrophe. Yep. Butts, B-U-T-T-Z. Hey, Rubbing Butts, I got it. Uh,
4: Rubbing Butts in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, 903 Broad Street. Let's go to the Facebook page.
5: Hey, it's two pigs
4: rubbing their butts. (laughs) Little do they know what's going to happen to those butts. Um, This is his Facebook page. It closed on Mother's Day, American Mother's Day. Um, What
5: about the mothers? They need to go to the restaurant. He's
4: got quotes quotes from Anne Frank on his Facebook page. Oh,
5: he can't be a racist then.
4: Um, A pay it forward line was started today at the restaurant. It started with a gentleman buying dessert for a couple celebrating their 10-year anniversary. Quote, in spite of everything, I still believe that people are really good at heart. Anne Frank. Uh, And then, um, there we go. Barbecue owner defends White Appreciation Day. I mean, oh, what the hell is that? It's just meat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm going to like that page and um follow that with interest Liked. like oh look at that bit of meat i wait four five nine four double five five double five on on twitter scott says tamsin greg are you sure mate she looks like an uglier edwina edwina curry she is hot it's the wonky eye and the the funny nose yeah i love it i absolutely love it it's, oh, it's very much your look i think it? she's so beautiful tamsin greg the woman from cold feet
5: Oh, yeah, Faye Ripley.
4: Faye, Tamsin Gregg and Faye Ripley. I mean, please, uh, what is going on there? And uh, Katie Tunstall.
5: Wow, yeah, it's certainly a look. Isn't it? Isn't it
4: just? Happy days. 08459 oh, five, 455 double, 555. Double, Travel news for beds,
1: cards and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. There are two lanes
12: closed on the A1M southbound because a bus is on fire between junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 4 for Hartford. The delays are now back to junction 8 for the A602 at Stevenage. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed because of a broken down car between junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable Road. And the M40 into London's very slow from junction 5 for the A40 at Stoke and Church to 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabouts. The delays are, are, are busy and are not helped by the accident that was earlier on uh, at junction 1A for the M25 so it's still looking quite busy towards the M25. On the M25, it's busy from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Thank you, Sammy. uh, It's an interesting question. Someone just tweeted me they spoke through a a two-minute silence for something else at somewhere else. I kind of think, um... Um people get a little bit um i don't want to use the word fascist but because it, it, it particularly we're talking about war two minute silence is a bit inappropriate but it, it feels like that i'm going to use that word people get a little bit fascist around the two minute silence and get very very angry you know to the point of, of, of almost threatening violence but but th- those soldiers died so that we had the right to either observe or not observe the two-minute well, silence
5: but it's a show of solidarity isn't it and if someone breaks it it's like letting the side down
4: in your opinion i don't think it is i don't think, I think it that's is. that's the
5: psychology of it isn't it that we're all together at that time with our well, thoughts. Well, for those
4: people who, who, who support it i mean no
5: not even support it just remembering what happened no but
4: in your opinion it's a show of solidarity for a lot of people it's it's, it's nothing and that's their right to think it's nothing as well, isn't it?
5: Yeah, don't spoil it, though, for those who are observing it. Well, don't
4: spoil my... Don't spoil my conversation. that's the counter-argument? Don't spoil my conversation. Don't, you know, have a go at me for well, not they can have a go to, at you. I'm not saying me personally. I'm saying uh, me, as you know, in, in general. Uh, don't have a go at me for well, wanting on. to speak. People fight so we can disapprove. Exactly. So I'm going to fight you.
5: That's, that's the message. Thanks very much indeed.
4: Uh, where are we? 8.46. It's uh, Monday, the 11th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council says it won't follow up its threat to take legal action against a 101-year-old woman over the pay for her care. People in Bedfordshire will find out today if they have to pay more for the police. And a horse box containing pet snakes and spiders has been destroyed by an arsonist in St Albans. <laughs>
22: Seeing some sunshine proper towards the west side of Buckinghamshire at the moment. Elsewhere, we've still got some quite high clouds, so it's quite hazy but bright, and it's already feeling quite warm. Now, once we get the sunshine, temperatures will shoot up fairly quickly, but then through lunchtime onwards, we've got some more clouds, some thicker clouds, should stay dry throughout, and eventually this cloud will thin and break as well. So, we'll get some sunshine through the second part of the afternoon and into the evening, but it is really going to be a pleasantly warm day. We're looking at a maximum of maybe 22 Celsius. So, overnight tonight, dry and clear to start, but then the clouds increases towards dawn tomorrow morning. With it, we could see some showers. Minimum temperature in double figures at 10 Celsius. A cloudy start tomorrow. Maybe one or two showers still there, but they're going to clear south fairly quickly. That's going to leave a largely dry day with some sunny spells. A bit of a breeze, though, tomorrow, which will make it feel a bit cooler. Maximum temperature, 17 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Every weekday from 3, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to
13: celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered an archaeological find in a field near Royston in Harlfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Gauge Railway.
0: Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from 3 on BBC three counties radio call 08459 555. BBC three radio. oh eight four five nine four double five five double five
4: BBC three counties radio oh eight four five nine four double five five double did, five well let's we've got 12 minutes let's put it out there did you uh, 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 or did you not observe the two-minute silence probably didn't well then, there you go. You see, but then You're I wasn't standing in a place where it was quiet. Well, but you should have remembered. Those guys died so that you would remember.
5: I was uh, in the car somewhere. Well, hang
4: on, hang on a second. You've gone from being all high and mighty and waving the Union flag or the flag of St George or whatever flag you choose to wave, and then gone. Yeah, but uh, actually, I'm excluded. I probably for it. forgot I'd, about I'd... it. Well, like yeah, most people, you forget... Well, you forgot about yeah, all of those soldiers. What done die?
5: I remember them every day
4: but no but, but you but that's the point you see you you were saying well we should observe it so no if but you're then you standing
5: didn't... somewhere where they're observing a minute silence oh, it's rude to interrupt guys. but if you if you just you know if you're going about your business
4: it's all right to forget no, it it's all right to the I just think V
5: day got a bit lost the whole thing got a bit lost
4: I don't think it did actually I thought it was going to but I don't think it did because I was in, I was in Birmingham and we had the two minute silence on the radio but also in the city centre near the city centre by the <gasps> library I
5: did observe it I was asleep
4: it doesn't count uh, you would have been talking in your sleep. Uh, in the city centre, they had like a big street party going on, and they had like loads of bands and loads of uh, like food and stuff. I mean, it was it was drizzling, so I felt sorry for the, the, the poor so and so's. But uh, and it was on the t- it was actually it was on the telly quite a bit of the weekend. So um... didn't
5: watch telly. I was enjoying the freedom, the hard-won freedom. Did you
4: observe, or did you uh, not observe, the two-minute silence? Oh, eight four five nine four double five, five, double, five Hey, Someone who's going to be observing a few minutes silence soon. Burt Reynolds. You seen the state of him. Oh dear. I mean, uh, for goodness' sakes, we we all love a little bit of Bert. Um, there was a rumour, wasn't there, in the eighties that he had AIDS because he got quite thin. He didn't. He had like he had this weird. Um hearing thing that made him he couldn't move because mm-hmm. his his hearing went and his balance went. But I mean, Oh, is it
5: labyrinthitis? Yeah,
4: sure why not. No, that's you're thinking of uh, David Bowie. Get me out of here. <laughs> Give me the babe. Da- uh, the seventh, frail and grey, Burt Reynolds of Grey, I mean, yeah, but you know but that's he's a that grey. The sideburns are flapping away from the skin, you know. He's not put any tape under there. Give it up, Bert. Frail and grey. Bert Reynolds' action movie days may be long gone, but that roguish glint in the eyes remains.
5: (laughs) Behind the pink glasses.
4: Dogged by poor health, the 79-year-old actor used a walking cane as he arrived at a comic convention in Philadelphia, but still cut a dapper figure. The Smokey and the Bandit star spoke about his upcoming second memoir. Yes! It's going to be good. Yes! Telling fans, I got along great with 98% of my co-stars and a few I didn't like at all. I I do love Burt Reynolds. Smokey and the Bandit, one and two. Guys, classics. You know
5: what he is, or he was, a twinkler.
4: Yeah, oh, man, alive. And he's still got the same moustache. You've got to respect that. You've got to respect that. That is real. 08459 oh, double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. Oh, I think I've got the Texas up as well. Should you we have a little look at the Texas? Yeah,
5: some of them are filthy. Oh. From Chris
4: Stroke J. Yeah, Chris Stroke J. Come on, guys. Um, a lot of people saying that our transmitters aren't working, yeah? Deal with it. Oh, no, that's our job. We'll deal with it.
5: We are dealing with it. Uh, Try 95.5.
4: Could it be the policeman waxed his moustache so the terrorists slip off?
5: Oh, we hadn't thought of that.
4: I thought the world's tallest man was an Asian. Nah, you got that wrong. Rob's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Rob.
15: Morning. What you got for us, boss? Uh, well, it's about the, um, the, 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 the silence, basically, for VE Day. Yeah. So, um, normally, I do... I do actually observe that quite well, but I was actually working from home the other day, and I did forget, much like uh, Catherine, yeah. um, a lot of people did. Um, but it, it, and, that, and that's fine. I think kind of you know, I suppose it's about all about the circumstances and where you are at that particular point. But I do the one thing that I did want to say that, that quite winds me up sometimes is when people get very high in market about about that, and then they're not really interested in the history about behind it. Anyway, it just seems a bit silly to me.
4: what? what when pe- sorry, when people get angry that the others haven't observed the two-minute silence.
15: Yeah, exactly. But they're not actually, you know. Excited. I like I like my history, and you know, people. Uh, I'm probably giving you ammunition here. That people think I'm a bit of a geek for being interested in history. I,
4: I listen. There's nothing geeky about history, Rob. You know, the, the the past is a foreign country, and boy, what a country! Who, who wouldn't want to go and visit there again?
15: Well, quite. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. Basic, basically, I don't know. If, if people want to observe the, uh, the silence and get really kind of militant about it, you expect them to have a bit of interest in, in the history around it, and not so sort of dismiss interest in the history. What is especially. what is
4: the history that these people are missing?
15: Uh, well, I guess just learning about oh. uh, the experiences that people went through in uh, the oh. world wars and. Oh, okay. you know. I thought you meant the, the actual
4: life. history of the, 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 the two minute silence. All right, Rob. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Should have got Just to take this to the streets. Thank you, Rob.
5: Well, Deals is there. I have a word with him.
4: Uh, well, it's a little bit late to uh, get him to do a Vox now. Morning, Just. Good morning, Vox. The, 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 the two-minute silence. Yes. Did you observe it? Yes, I did. And uh, it, Rob makes a good point, though. that, that, that I, I don't like it when people get really... I mean, we have people phone up the radio station saying, well, people weren't observing the two-minute silence. Well, calm, calm down. Mm-hmm. You know, calm down. It's, it's your individual choice. To t- I mean, I wouldn't go up to someone... Who is observing the two minutes. I, I tend to observe it. I don't always. I tend to. I wouldn't go up to someone and go, ah, uh, Go on, say something. Go on, say something. I wouldn't do that. But yeah. You, you would do it to, to me. Well, I would do it to you, yeah. I would tickle you. But it's up to the individual's choice. And, and, and you can't impose two-minute silence on somebody who doesn't want to follow
21: it. I mean, this is really interesting. The other week, I went to a football match. It was uh, Southend versus Luton. They had a a one-minute silence there. It was in memory of the Bradford fire back in 1985. And there were quite a few people that were coming in late. And of course, they didn't know that there was a one-minute silence. They're coming in and they're making a racket and then suddenly people saying, oh, shut up, keep the noise down. And people got really, really angry that some people were disrespecting that one-minute silence, even though they didn't know there was a Minute
4: silence. I just think it's down to choice. I think these things are down to choice. I mean, you can, and you can, you you know, you can be respectful of other people, but I don't like. And the problem is, everyone nowadays
21: is just so so busy. So I think on Friday, people would have had probably good intentions of observing that two-minute silence, but they may have got busy and, and simply
4: missed it. Well, it would have been a good one to take to the streets, just yeah. uh, if, if only I, I hadn't thought of it 25 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, we sent you out trying to find a tall Asian. <laughs> that, that sums us up, really. That sums oh, this show up. Oh,
21: what a morning. Gilbert O'Sullivan, oh, the hipster copper, and now tall Asians. All linked in together, I think. What,
4: what have you got? Uh, well, I've been looking this
21: morning on the streets, um, this stereotype that most Asian men aren't tall. Well, it's taken yep. me so, so long yep. to find a tall Asian man. Yep. Uh, a very short clip coming up here. I, I did find one here's what happened it's taking me over an hour sir but I finally found an Asian who's who's tall what's your name Srinivas how tall are you six two. Six two. okay as I say I've been looking for a, for a long time this morning is it is it quite rare I know it's a bit of a weird question but is it quite rare for, a, for an Asian man to be tall over six foot that's true yeah, I agree on that. Okay, thanks for breaking down the stereotype. Thanks very much. Thank you, thank you.
4: Justin Dealy mm. breaking down stereotypes yeah. wherever it's he
21: goes. Six two. I spoke to somebody else who said to me, I, I know somebody who's six one, who's Asian that I work with. But it's on the right whole, out. speaking to Asian men this morning, yeah. you know, it's a stereotype that uh, they go along with. Most Asian men, they
4: Isn't are quite short. Well, uh, Jill, we, we uh, you sent us that in uh, right at the start of the show, and boy oh boy, you've, you've given us a lot of uh, food for thought. So thank you, Jill. Justin, thank you, mate. Uh, Thank you, Ian. <laughs> Just to
5: explain, if someone's catching us at this nah, point.
4: Nah, don't let them think we're racist. What, what what, harm could it do us? Oh. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, hang on a second. Jill
5: sent us an email saying that the reason why the height restriction was reduced was to make it more equal opportunities for women and Asian men. And we thought that was an odd one because we didn't realise Asian men, there was a thing about Asian men being shorter.
4: Justin, thank you, boss. Ta ta. Have a good day. Ta ta. There we go. You got anything else? Are you putting the papers Can, away? Yeah, no, I was just tidying up. I thought we were well, nearly done. No, no, no. Uh, vegetarian,
5: vegetarians, yeah. page. Uh, i
4: used to be a vegetarian, and I was thinking that as, as I was in a Malaysian restaurant uh, on Friday night, chomping into some of the best ribs I've ever had in my flipping. I love ribs. Oh man, I love ribs. What was that vegetarian nonsense about for 26 years? You sucker! I said sucker.
5: Hey. You're not helping. A fifth of Britain say they're mocked, criticised or excluded from social events because of their diet. Mm. More than 10 million of us are vegetarian, diabetic or celiac who need a gluten-free diet. Celiac?
4: You only eat celery.
5: Oh, God. Gluten-free. My friend's celiac. It's actually really nasty.
4: Yeah. Over half avoid
5: going to dinner parties or out with friends because their needs are not catered for...
4: No, that's rubbish. That is rubbish. That is absolute rubbish. As a vegetarian, you can go and eat. You can eat perfectly well, pretty much anywhere.
5: Did you ever have a situation where people just gave you the vegetables from a meal? Though?
4: Yeah, and I was and I was all right with that. That was fine. The worst one was when you go in uh, and uh, for part of a roast, you get uh, macaroni cheese oh. as the meat for a roast. That's all pasta shells. I've I've had that as a roast, but
5: yeah. What well, like your three? So, what would you have preferred? Bit of nut roast. I love love a bit of nut roast. Never had it.
4: Oh, mate. Has it got raisins in it? No, mate. It's got nuts in. Otherwise, it'd be a raisin loaf, you plum. Travel news for beds,
1: cards and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. Two lanes
12: are closed on the A1M southbound between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 4 for Hartford because of a bus fire and it's causing queues from Junction 8 for the A602 at Hitchin. On the A1M1 southbound, that's looking slow from Junction 12 for Flittick to 11 for Dunstable because of a breakdown. And Informer on the M25 anti-clockwise it's slow around Junction 16 for the M40. Elsewhere looking at the speed sensors in Amersham and the Gore Hill is queuing from the A413 to the a 40 London Road and it's also busy in High Wycombe on the A404 southbound from the High Wycombe Cross roundabout towards the Bisham roundabout on the trains London Midland have delays between uh, through Northampton because of a signalling problem, Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank
4: you very much Sammy, thank you everybody hey don't forget every Friday so Friday just gone, uh, there is a new podcast released. you can go to the BBC Three Counties website or if you go to iTunes and type in Ian BBC, it pops up. Uh, Nice comments, please. Always appreciate it. All rude, what? Just be honest. Be yourselves, guys. Be yourselves. Until tomorrow, uh, from us, ta ta. And vocal across
0: beds, hearts, and bucks.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you,
23: Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone in, do you think the Labour Party should listen to Tony Blair? In the wake of their crushing election defeat, Tony Blair says the Labour Party must move from the left to the centre ground. He says the party must prove they are the party of ambition and aspiration, not just compassion and care. Former Labour Business Secretary Peter Mandelson agrees that Ed Miliband's move to the left was a mistake and he should never have ditched new Labour. Well, I want to hear from you this morning. Do you think the Labour Party should listen to Tony Blair? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number. It's 08459 four double five five double five. This
1: is the JVS show on BBC Three
23: Counties Radio. Your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News at nine
2: o'clock. Here's Lee Agnew. Ballot papers for the Bedfordshire Police referendum are being counted today. The amount people pay for the police in the county could rise by nearly 16%. But speaking earlier this year, David Cameron said Bedfordshire Police already has enough money.
16: I think what we've done is made available the funding that's necessary, and you can see that by the fact that crime here, Um, in this force has actually fallen over the last four years. So the police have done a good job. They've got the percentage of officers on the front line has gone up. They've got crime down. And I don't think the police and crime commissioner is right to want to increase um, the council tax in this way.
2: Meanwhile, David Cameron is today expected to fill the remaining vacancies in his cabinet with fresh opportunities for a number of Tories following the departure of the Liberal Democrats from government. Lib Dem MP Tim Farron, who's seen as a potential new leader of his party, says Nick Clegg paid a heavy price for joining the Conservatives in government. We, I think, were right five years ago. In fact, I'm very proud of what we've done in the five years
28: we've been in government. And we paid a price for it. I think even in hindsight, Nick Clegg was right to lead us into coalition we're just seeing now today, aren't we? Plans to
2: take £12 billion out of uh, the pockets of the poorest people in the country. A man from Luton was shocked to receive a letter threatening legal action